thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. But a team of terrorists... You want money? What kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? ...have their own holiday plans. And I'm telling you, you just got to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McClane. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... And you'll have it! I've already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordered a pizza? Come to Papa, honey. Are you really an American? Only if New Jersey counts. What does he think he's doing? Good job. Here's the artillery on us. You're a idiot. It's not the police. It's him. <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Welcome back, everybody. To Jeff versus the world. <laughs> we caught that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Christmas special. We are here. We are here to talk about Die Hard. Just like. No, eh. no, no. What was that? <laughs> you know it. That was Friday after next, Pinky. Good Lord. You couldn't <laughs> help yourself, could you? <laughs> yes, we ain't about to talk about Die Hard. Uh, you've heard every Jesus other Christ. podcast, so you might as well listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um we can start off here, and we've said this before. This is absolutely a Christmas movie. I don't know what the big debate is. I don't know why people feel like it's not. <laughs> they don't see Santa Claus. I, I, I've i never understood the debate. Tomorrow, well, Christmas isn't the thing. I'm like, it's a Christmas party. The movie happens at Christmas. What? What? Because there's no Santa Claus? Like, I don't get... Christmas, y'all think that's not really my thing. I never understood the whole thing, like what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie and what doesn't. Like, what they don't see snow is Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't get the debate either. I just find cause like I'm, Die Hard. Hey, I'm sorry, Die Hard and Die Hard Two are both Christmas movies. Yeah, both of them. I I, I like get an argument here for me. So I never got that it was not really a Christmas movie because Christmas involved like. It happens at Christmas. They're having a party that's a Christmas party with Christmas themes. I just heard somebody say Merry Christmas in the trailer. Um, Christmas music is being played throughout the whole movie. So what's people dumb? People just like arguing about one thing I learned yesterday that's been reinforced is people just like arguing about stuff they have no strong convictions about because they're just bored. Or they want to feel smart by they want to be validated by strangers. Well, um, with NBA returning, I definitely saw those conversations back again. Uh, so you are absolutely right on that. Uh, this is Bruce Willis. This is a uh, young Bruce Willis, uh, not this grumpy man you see in all these movies now, but you could just tell this is a action star, uh, breakout action star. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing Moonlighting before this. I didn't know he was doing both at the same, or filming both at the same time either. Yeah, I, I was reading about it. Like I read about how they, made, you know, how they were going back and forth. Like he would do Moonlight and and it would Die Hard at the same time. Yeah, I uh, would absolutely be like, I'm tired, bro. But uh, he pulled it off. Like I said, Bruce Willis was a thing. He was a big thing back in the day. This movie. Uh, let's see how much it took to make this movie. We are looking at twenty between twenty five and thirty five million. It made uh one hundred and thirty. Let's say one forty. One forty. Yeah, one forty million. Uh, yeah. So, uh, first thoughts about this movie, and when was the first time you saw this movie? I can't remember the first time I saw this movie. Same. Um, probably. Of course, I ain't seen the movie theater. I probably saw it on cable. I can't remember. I just know I've seen it a lot. Probably sometime in the nineties. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I know um, it was on HBO a lot, especially when it got around Christmas time. Yeah, I want to say I saw this probably after Die Hard Two came out, and I saw them both on cable. I think it's funny the first Die Hard I probably saw in the movie theater is the fourth one is no that's a lie I'm gonna be honest I've never seen any of them in the movie theater cause I, I didn't see the fourth one in the movie theater I saw that on um, unrated blue unrated DVD cause people complained about the theatrical version being PG-13 and then the DVD came out as R-rated so I have never seen a Die Hard in the movie theater I only seen one the one with Justin Long whichever one that was that's the fourth one. Yeah, I saw that in the movie there. Yeah, the one that slept on. That's the one that made the most and has the highest Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, which is strange. I, I think I think I watched it at one time and never went back to it. I watched it like three or four times. Like, cause, well, I watched the DVD versus R rated. That's it's a slept on one because it's kind of like people didn't like Justin Long, um, and people thought he was too much of a superhero. And let's get into that. That is the biggest lie that people have told about Die Hard. Say, oh, well, he moved away. It was different from Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Van Damme when they were muscle men and they were superheroes. And John Bruce Willis was a normal guy. John McClane was just a guy out of his element. Yeah, that story sounds nice. But you watch the movie, it's like, come on now. That man's a John McClane's a ninja. And also, like, like NYPD detective, my ass. That man is moving around like a ninja. If NYPD had detectives like that, they would not have crime. Also, too, there's only really two smart people in the movie. <laughs> That's him and uh, Carl Winslow. Oh, Hans ain't smart. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's smart, but he makes some bad decisions. No, Hans is no Hans does the same thing everyone else does. He's they sleep on how how good John McClane is. Oh, he's really like good. Hans' plan would have. Hans had a smart ass plan. It would have worked if it wasn't for McClane. His the whole thing was sleeping on McClane and Carl just losing his goddamn mind on the, <laughs> the whole movie. Which is you know, killed my brother. Fuck your plan. <laughs> like his whole thing, he was basically Richter and Total Recall. Like I don't give a damn about your plan. I'm doing what I'm doing what I want. And yeah, it's the whole thing. Like, you know, they didn't think Bruce Willis would be a credible action star. They didn't think he had the look. They didn't like initially market him. And when the movie initially came out, 
people criticize like Bruce Willis performance. I'm like, I don't know about this. And then, you know, like anything, hindsight and time went by. I was like, oh, wow. He was actually great in this. And you can tell how great it was because people have been trying to copy Die Hard ever since. Uh, yeah, I see this. This is always this is us always like, oh, well, Die Hard is better than Skyscraper. I know I've seen that a lot, especially in the last two years now. I'm like, OK. Yeah, because it's like they all try to copy Die Hard, die, you know, Die Hard Speed, Die Hard on a, on a bus. Oh, God. Die Hard on a plane, <laughs> you know, Passionate 57, Die Hard on a plane. It's like, yeah, like when you get, when you do it first and you do it awesomely, of course you're going to copy. It's like, I want to go to the well, you know, like how many old man movies that we fight got, we got after Taken came out. Now, all of a sudden, everybody want to be an old man that got hands. Sean Penn even did it. Sean Penn. What movie like, Sean Penn do? The gunman or something like that. He was like ex special forces. Him, Aegis Elba, and is it Happier Bar them? Yeah, it came out like a while ago. Oh, yeah. It didn't make any money. Was it? Is it worth watching? Eh, I mean, if you you watch anything, yeah. so you got if you got time. I mean, you got to decide if it's worth watching or not. But that's why I'll go. And of course, Die Hard is good. It's like. John McTiernan's director, the man we did Predator. We saw how good Predator is. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like this man had a run where he was kind of the best action director on the planet because James Cameron was busy doing, I guess, being married. He hadn't done Terminator. <laughs> he hadn't done Terminator Two yet. So, and the, you know, the cinematographer Jan de Bot ended up directing Speed. So it was a lot of talent, you know, behind the scenes. The writer of this one. Also wrote Commando. Also directed your favorite movie, Street Fighter. No, oh, good lord, don't say that. Yes, <laughs> dude, I say that's my favorite movie. Yeah. So, and the what makes Die Hard work is the same thing that makes Predator work. They take a long time building stuff up. You get a long, you get time like learning about these. <clears throat> Learning about John McClane, what makes him tick, why is he out there, his issues with his wife, the supporting characters and stuff like that, and stuff gets to breathe. You get to learn about Hans, about how the stuff he moved. You don't run into Al, um, your boy. It's funny, a prequel story to Family Matters. People have made that joke. Oh, he's Carl Winslow throughout this whole uh, recording yeah. today. <laughs> he should have he he shot Urkel then if he would have been. Hey, but, uh, see, and funny. you talk about me, and I said the same thing when I was watching. I said, damn, he shot Urkel. <laughs> Should have, but no, he doesn't pop up to like forty, 40 minutes. minutes into the movie. Yeah, I noticed that this morning when I was watching it. So it's like this movie breathes. So that when the action hits, it is impactful. And you know the action's live. You know ain't no CGI. Most of the stuff's practical, so it still ages well. The sound is awesome. Like Die Hard has some of the up until Heat came out. Die Hard probably had the best sound when it came to like gunfire, like the Die yeah. Hard movies. Yeah, I give you that because those guns are going to sound that amazing. Those guns hit, and you know, not only is it Bruce Willis's breakout role, Alan Rickman. Imagine, imagine <laughs> breaking out in your forties. Uh, yeah, him and Two Chains did it late, and look at them. So, uh, yeah, they out here prospering. You know, rest in peace to Alan Rickman. He started off with Die Hard, had a long and story career playing assholes. And okay, you've been making that joke, so you go get out the way. 
how in the world these European terrorists, it's funny where people talk about how these European terrorists, you know, where they find Theo from, where they find a Texan from, <laughs> a Texan, where they find old dude from Lethal Weapon. That's always up in 80 action movies. How long? Oh. The Asian dude with the stringy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in um, Big Trouble in Little China, too, I believe. If he's been, if you seen the 80s action movie, he was in show, he was in it. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, Terrorist Weekly is in a phone book. I just want to know, like, did they go to Compton and was like, oh, you look good with computers. What's up? <laughs> like, what, what, what's, what's happening? I, probably when you in that type of life, people know people. How they find, yeah, how, they yeah, find yeah. how they find Wayne growing heat. I know somebody who knows somebody. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. But the joke is just still funny because he's just like, all oh, these damn Germans and you got this one black guy, the Texan and the Asian. I'm like, ah, I but guess. Everybody, yeah, but everybody focus on Theo. They forget all about because <laughs> I, I forget about the Texans. I, I keep thinking it's actually that's, that's him. Like, I thought you'd call somebody at the door. Well, you know what? If you never said anything in that text about the Asian, I think I still would be ignoring him. I was like, oh, shoot, that's my man from Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you focus, you know, you focus on Theo. Like, wait a second. You got all these European guys dressed like they in a Hugo Boss commercial. And then you got Theo talking about James Worthy doing a pick and roll. <laughs> he shoot, he scores. Uh, <laughs> so quick synopsis. You heard the trailer, but Shahid will give you his synopsis. Hey, we don't know synopsis. Die hard. You know what's about that. I mean, somebody may not have watched uh, it. No, it's. Somebody who's somebody who listens to our show and never saw Die Hard. We ain't talking about you. Uh, that be who be, oh, come on, man. Come on. I can't watch all everything. Right, Why'd you tell me about Judge Dre? Only been out for eight years. Hey man, how you gonna keep holding that over my head? I'm just saying. <laughs> I watched yeah, no, it. Not just, a New York cop gets stuck at trouble during Nakatomi Plaza when European terrorists try to steal six hundred million dollars in bearer bonds. Yeah, yeah, bearer, that used to be a whole thing. Bearer bonds. Now that be you know, now you still a flash drive. They have routing numbers. Yeah, um, that was interesting. That, that whole thing was just interesting because all they wanted was the bonds. They didn't want anything else in there because they had a lot of other shit in the vault. It's it's probably hard to carry. What you gonna carry painting? What well, shit? Bearer bonds a briefcase. I don't know. Yo. Stop that van go onto the truck. Like, we talking about? I mean, it's just like the shot. Well, the shot. No, no, no. But the way they shot it, it was like, oh, look at all these like treasures and riches in here. Nah, we just here for the bear bonds. I mean, that's smart. You know, that's you can carry smart, this because that's the difference between dummies and professionals. Professionals, you take exactly what you here to take, nothing more, nothing less. When you greedy, we've seen that triple frontier. Let's take no. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Let's take one hundred and twenty. Even though the the helicopters don't don't care, don't worry, we'll make it. Listening to Ben Affleck. Oh, that that movie annoyed me because everybody was smart, so they saw the money and they start acting. (laughs) Um, That's what happened. Yeah. And that's what happened when professionals and like Hans teams professionals. They they had everything planned. They knew how everything was going to go out, and it just got thwarted by one cop. A, a regular cop from New York. You're right. <laughs> Told you. He's a damn Avenger. I don't care what you say. Take Hawkeye's yeah. spot. Nah, he seemed like 
Sean, he wouldn't get along with some of the members on the team that was like None a little darker than him. If you, <laughs> if you get what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, well. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. It's funny because you think about it. The first three diehards, the main person he interacts with beside his wife, all black. Mm-hmm. With different things. Like, he's cool with Al and he... I guess semi-core Argyle. <laughs> Die Hard 2. I forgot whatever his name is. You know, the, the, the engineer guy. He spent most of the time with him when he didn't beef with Dennis Franz. And we all saw Die Hard Avengers. Yeah. Die Hard Avengers with him and Samuel <laughs> Jackson, which is hilarious because they don't like each other until the end of the movie. They, <clears throat> they, never, they are never friends. And that's what makes the movie good. So... This one started, you know, he's on a he's on the airplane going from New York to L.A., you know, because he got a fair airplanes. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I take the trips. It ain't about a bath. It's take your shoes off, take your bare feet and make fists in the carpet and relax you. And John McClane, like, God, California bullshit is this. He give him a look like your ass would give, like, the fuck are you talking to me for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, and he gets this look a lot involving anything with Cal- You can tell this is a whole. I do not like California because it's some stereotypes never die because people still got a stereotype about California. Y'all do that weirdo shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm from New York. I'm real. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I got the, the LA got their heads in the clouds. Y'all doing yoga and all that with my beer. So <laughs> he's there to you know. Chris, he's invited to a Christmas party by his wife. We come to find out his wife has been working there six months and she just living her best life mm-hmm. in New York. And yeah, that, that happens in real life sometimes. Career, you know, careers can be that way. And he probably feeling salty tomorrow. I thought it was going to be temporary. I think she's going to stay out there. Well, yeah, our guy kind of uh, bust that shit all up. You thought she was going to fail. <laughs> Our guy, you know, he had a rough life. Like he did this movie, then had like drug issues. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, I read up. And watching this movie, it's like that man. Like he was chewing on that same shit Bobby Brown used to use. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. Yeah. No, our guy's on some stuff because he out there. Hey, what's going on? And he got the sunglasses on and his mouth all just chewing, but no gum. And John looking at him like, eh, what's up? It's my first day. I'm our yeah. guy, you know, nice bear. I, I don't know this is my first day. Good Lord. I never drove a limo before. Like, well, I never rode a limo before. And he looking at him like, is this coon right here? Hey, like, I, he, I've noticed people have been saying that too. Like, I've listened to a couple of other podcasts and they're saying, I didn't know how to take him. Like, was it because he was black? Or was it because he was it just... Wasn't, no, I don't think it was black. I think it was more like it was everything. It's like this guy, he probably, this guy seemed high. It's his first day. He jive talking. And <laughs> John McClain is... Because guess what? He gave that look to almost everybody he see in California that he feel like it's not a solid person. I think it's like a whole California thing. It's like, what is this? Like everybody is kind of like got a jelly backbone. I don't think it's a black thing. It's kind. Of, it's definitely like an age thing. Well, that, yeah, that's something. Yeah. He's like yeah, twenty. He's and I guess I bet John McClane was what, supposed to be what 
30s. Yeah. In his 30s. So they break, no, I'm in here, you know, trying to see my wife or ex, you know, else we separate. I don't know. And Argo breaking it down. Oh, you thought she was going to fail and then she's just going to run back to you. She didn't. You salty, huh? You real fast, Argyle. You got all the answers, Argyle. <laughs> oh, man. He just so, annoyed. Two minutes broke down the entire situation. This man would have been a good Uber driver. Oh, yeah. You like if you don't if you don't mind Uber drivers who talk, because Argyle like talking. So, you know, play some music. Oh, some Christmas music. This is Christmas music on DMC. And it's like, yeah, of course John McClane ain't gonna like rap music. <laughs> this is bullshit. So, and the whole thing is, all right, I'm gonna wait in my car. You give me a call. If things work out, take you and your lady out in the town. If things don't work out, I take you to a hotel. I'm gonna wait here all night till you give me an answer. Hey, I was hey, that was a cool move though, because he had to do that shit. He didn't. He's like, oh, you you a good man, all right. Like, make sure you remember that tip. You a good man. <laughs> That's an Uber driver. I've ever heard one. So checks in Nakatomi Tower. Ooh, trying to Nakatomi Tower Plaza be having the parties that just don't give a fuck. But go ahead. That's how they did. That's how they did back then. So looking for his wife. First bombshell. She nodded down to Holly McLean. Shutting down to Holly Gennaro. Her he, maiden name. Oh, he's pissed too because he looked at the door like motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably at the party, 30th floor. Everybody's there. So he goes up, you know. Meanwhile, we run into Holly, Holly Janeiro herself, Bonnie Badia. And I like this couple because they look like somebody would be married. And Hollywood doesn't always get that right. Normally, they don't get it right. Yeah, they do actually look like a couple. And it's kind of like, you know, she got spunk. And wow, she's been around a long time. She's old. She's probably older. Let me see. I have, let me check something while we talking this. As she's brushing off Ellison, his beer. She's older than he is in real life. What about five years? Um, about eight years. Oh. She was born in nineteen seventy-two. Uh, question about Ellis. I know it was the eighties and everything, but uh-huh. he was doing cocaine in her office. It's the 80s. White was success. So, yes, ain't no, I mean, yes, surprise. There's people probably do that now. Oh, well, yeah, but it was just like, you could, don't, you, you got your office, brother. Get out of here with that you know, shit. Yeah, Ellis is like, ooh, I, I cannot, he was an 80s villain. Like, I could not stand Ellis at all. I think that was the point. Cause it's kind of like, and he is how, people think success should look like without actually being a successful human being. Oh yeah. That's because he got the, yeah. got the manicure hair and beard. He got the suit. Like he looked decent looking and he's like that, but he just a slob ball. Yeah. Cause he lusting after her before even John get there. Come on. Let me take you out. Relax, Ellis. Uh, you know, my law think about some cheese. <laughs> Why? You know what I'm saying? What you think about that, baby? See my role? Like, he loves bragging about everything that's going on, whether it's involving him or things around him because it elevates him. He's just a slime ball. Oh, and I'm sorry. As he's talking, they're continuously sniffing, rubbing his nose. So his nose is wide the fuck open. <laughs> yeah, you know, cheese, wine. 
God damn, Ellis, take a break. Take it easy on that shit. Well, they make fun of it. They get to him like, oh, you missed the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so he's doing so he's doing all that. Well, I was like, oh, you know. So so basically she's a high ranking exec. She's there, you know, living her best life. And she changed her name as she tells John when they finally meet, because you know, Japanese people, they, you know, you know, they, a certain culture, they think marriage, if you marry, then your focus will always be on your family life and not to the company. The company's a big deal. So she like, I'm focusing on my, I'm living my best life. And he ain't trying to hear that shot. shit. I'm trying to hear that. What about me, Holly? What about marriage? I mean, he is kind of coming off like a caveman. Uh, yeah, but you know what that is? That's just Benny being away from her six months and frustrated of the situation. So now he's trying to take it out on her. We you know, but as we see, John McClain' job is always come number one. But go ahead. So he gets there. We're at the party. Some dude, oh, welcome to Christmas party. Kiss someone. She like <laughs> the fuck is going on here in California? <laughs> Not to mention, yeah. I think it's a semi orgy going on. Mm, maybe it might have started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where y'all little yeah. partial nudity part comes in. He meets Joseph Takagi, you know his Holly's boss running the whole thing, and I didn't, I didn't miss, I didn't catch this joke he made until I watched it this weekend. He's talking about, oh, you know, a good place, and y'all, you know, buying everything up, and it's like, oh, we're trying to bribe, you know, Pearl Harbor didn't work, so we tried cassette tapes. Good lord. <laughs> and and Ellis starts doing this <laughs> like laughing his ass off and so an insincere way. They looking at him like Relax. shut the fuck up. <laughs> they looking at him like he is trash. And he's like, Oh, he's coming to the party, everything like that. Oh, show him the gift. And she's like highlighting, no, we're about oh, it's a gift. We all get it. It's a Rolex. Like, calm down, Ellis. He like McLean, like, yeah, I'll probably see it later. Like, he is not, he ain't feeling this at all. He is not impressed by this. It's almost like he was flexing, like, you see what I can do for her? Or, I don't know. It seemed like it was a company thing, but he was making it more like, yeah, let's just show it to him. Show him. Just show him. It's a Rolex. Oh, yeah. Look how, look how we living over here. Cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that got nothing to do with you. Yeah. I'm like, how you brain about somebody else flexing? Like like Takagi your home like Takagi your label <laughs> boss. Takagi kind of like looking at him like, boy, if you ain't bring so much money in, I'll fire you. Basically, that's why that's the act like that when you bring that money in, you act like an asshole. So all this is going on, and you know, so they are strange because you know she went for his career, and he's like, what about me? He can't leave because he got his own career as a cop. As he explains to our guy, got a lot of stuff he need to clean up before he even think about leaving. And the funny thing is, their marriage does not get better throughout the movies. And you know wow. what? I kind of like that. I because that was it was kind of more realistic because it was like both of them were career driven people, and their jobs came before anything. So it they was like are, they are separated by part three, and she is out the picture by part four. Mm-hmm. Like you, all you get is a phone call. Pretty much. What happened to my daughter? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So while this is going on, and he like he going to change and unwind and relax, we get introduced to the terrorists. 
First, you see Theo and Carl. You get Theo's whole thing. Oh, you know, Kareem get the rebound, pass the pass the pass the magic back to Worthy, back to Magic. AC Green with the pick, two points. Carl pop kills a dude. We're in, and somebody else throw out the. I like how they use flashbangs here. Because it's like you see them, but you never think about the effect, you know, how they would go. That allowed as explosion probably throw you off. You just throw like a little disc goes off, do grab his ears, catch two to the chest. Oh, we miss something. Well, I miss something. Uh, working in security, too, I I can understand John McClain's irritation of when he walked inside um, the uh, plaza, seeing how security was set up. Like the one dude was around the corner just standing there. <laughs> Lotto was looking at his watcher doing something like he was kind of looking yeah. like, what the fuck are y'all doing? But he just went he up had, anyway. If he, if he had a cell phone, that's what he'd been looking at. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which so, is frowned upon. Frown, yeah. frown, frowned on. And then the gang comes in, led by Hans Gruber. Alan Rickman himself looking sharp. It's like, yeah, this, this ain't no we wear jeans and we wearing like fatigues. Now we we got dress. Custom we dress made. like we going to the club. <laughs> custom made suit. So, their whole plan is Theo takes over the elevators. They cut the phone lines. And if you catch something, I think that's um, Carl's brother is trying to like hack in the phone lines before he cut. Because he tells him to stop cutting and he don't listen to him. Yeah. The other dude's cutting through the line, so he's working real fast to stop. <laughs> nine, <it>. nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> he does it just in time. But he frowns his face like, with his lip like, son of a bitch. And Duke always laughing. I'm like, damn, he was, what, if, what if he were to fuck that shit up? How you going to explain that to Hans? This seemed like they've all worked together. Yeah. He's, I guess he's just trying to hurry the fuck up. All like, you know, arguing and being friends with people you kind of work with. And it's kind of like, you know, Theo and the old Texan himself and Uli was like outsourced. Cool. I'm still wondering about that. Hans Gruber rolled up to Compton, I'm telling you. I heard you get the computer. Okay, then how he, then how he find Eddie? Where he go to? Uh, Amarillo. I don't know. How would you like would you like to be a cowboy? <laughs> is, that, is that how you rolled up? <laughs> oh yes, we are getting some high super voices in this show for anybody that's wondering. <laughs> oh, he, shit. oh shit. So, they take over the elevators. They take over the entire building. And, you know, John McClane chilling. Finally got his shoes off, relaxing his toes. And, oh, boy, does this become a plot point right here. Mm-hmm. Why do he don't have his shoes? Because he took them off. And he didn't have a chance to put them back on. He lifted, That's what happened. Listen to that hipster shit. It's the look where it got him. Mm-hmm. He said it was working. He's like, oh, I feel good in my toes. So all of a sudden they come off the elevator, take over. And Hans of the speech looking for Joseph Heronobu Takagi, born 1937, Kyoto. Because this whole thing, intern, you know, intern camp in 1945, went to such and such school, went to Stanford 1960, business school 1962, Nakatomi Exec 1971. And he's looking at all the Asian dudes while he's going down because, like, he doesn't know what Takagi looks like. And that's the whole thing. It's kind of like 2020, you know, you just pull up on the thing. Yeah, it's 1980 something. Like, if somebody ain't famous and you do your research, you may not know what somebody looks like until you see them. Yeah. How would you know? 
Yeah, and not to mention before when when he started to uh, read out the little bio, Holly grabbed Tanagi like, no, don't say nothing, like, <laughs> don't open your mouth. And it's that's something like young people don't even think about. Like, yeah, it, it might be a time. I use a perfect example. Ike Permalt was like the old executive for Disney and Marvel. And used to like be a big time person. Marvel was messing stuff up. If you try to Google pictures, like only like one or two come up. It's not a whole lot of pictures of him, you know, lying around online. So you may not know. You may not know who he looks like. He was responsible for how Marvel was moving for both positives and negatives. So imagine in the 80s. Like if you ain't famous, famous, like nobody gonna know. Like, would you know who the CEO of Xerox looked like in like 1988? (laughs) Nope. But you know what you got me thinking about now? Just just now, just technology in general. I remember the Ivory I was a time where it would be, hey, can you tell me how to get to so and so? And you had to listen. <laughs> and that yeah. you were just lost. Like fuck. I was talking about that. Like people complain like, yeah, people used to have to go get, get a map from a gas station and, and try to figure out how to read it. Yep. Like that was a thing. Like before GPS, if you was out in the cut, it was like, oh, you gotta go here, turn right at the CBS, two blocks, make that left, and you gotta write this down. You ain't winging it. <laughs> like yep. you ain't no, I, I, I get close and then ask. Like no, you had to write it down and know. So he's, you know, asking, he's breaking down Takagi's uh, background, and he runs the Ellis, and I, that's why I sent you that pic. The look he get, I was like. You need, some down as you little too up, my friend. Like, you know, it's like, wrong with you? Because Ella's mouth all open. He's sweating. Yeah, he's and, like, so- <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. I was like, why the he is fucking sweating his ass off right there? Yeah, he was like, he 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 hit both nostrils. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like he a cockroach. Like, what is this? Is American exceptionalism? Huh? <laughs> like that's a little. <laughs> and then he breaks it down like in Father of Five, and Takagi's like, "Stop no, it! I'm Takagi. I'm, I'm Takagi. We'll stop this." He's like, pleasant, pleasant to meet you. Go to the elevator. Night, nice suit. Tom <laughs> Phillips. I have told him myself. <laughs> it's rumor Arafat gets his from there. Okay, Lord. The, he's the, and that's what separates. Hans Gruber is kind of like he's a cultured villain. He's sophisticated. He has a sense of humor, but he'll put hands on you. Like he he's deep. Like it's he's deep. He's intelligent. He's charming. He's ruthless. And he's cultured. And you didn't have you didn't have villains like that. No. Like in action like like action movies. Yeah. You either you either had like what, the amped up ones that was out off the page or no, that was pretty much it. Like most of the time, they or like an old, old man, man in the background. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny where how many people have tried to be him. Like, watch Passion of 57 and see how that villain moves. It's like, oh, you want to see what Walmart Hans Gruber looks like? It's, it's that right there. It's kind of like, if you're not as good as Alan Rickman, then all you're doing is trying to copy Alan Rickman. And it's going to be very noticeable. And people have tried. And nope. Even the equalizer, the first vil- the villain, the first equalizer. Yeah, definitely. It's like kind of like basically if you're not American and you're a villain and you don't have abs, they're going to ask you to be Hans Gruber. Watch Die Hard. You, 
yeah, and you're going to try and you're going to probably fail. So he's like, I'm not here to, I could talk about architecture all day, but we are here to work on business and I'm on the clock. Q&A, my associate Theo has some questions, more like fill in the blanks. So basically their whole thing is, it's this vault that has seven locks and they can break six, but they need a password or code or something special to break the seventh one. And they figure Takagi, he's like, hit a Nakatomi, he could break it. They're like, oh, you can't, you're trying to, you know, blackmail us? Still, you know, they'll change the numbers and everything like that. You know, what, any information you get won't be necessary here. Sit down. <laughs> like, no, I'm not here about information. I do not care about the vault or your computer. I can. I care about the $640 million in bearer bonds controlled by your computer in the vault. What type of terrorist are you? Terrorist? He's like, who said, <laughs> <laughs> who said they were terrorists? It's like, no. The, as you will learn watching Die Hard, the Gruber family's all about that dough. Terrorists is just kind of like, that's a smoke screen. We try to get paid. Because Simon is the same way. Like, yeah, we we blowing shit up because people ask for well, I want that I want that gold, like screw big duck. And Hans was like, eh, terrorist schmerus. I'm trying to get paid. Six hundred and forty million dollars in the eighties. It's a lot of damn yeah, money. Yeah, buddy. And bear bonds. And I always wonder how that worked. Beverly Hills cop, bear bonds. Stevenson Steven, you know, they like bear bonds in the eighties. That was the thing. Cause it seemed more exotic. <laughs> Just said the good, better than nah. Man, I'll be yeah, like, I, love, I want the cash. Give me love, money. Nah, bear bonds. The universal. This LLC, LLC Twitter will love, will love some bear bonds. You know what? You know what bear bonds are now. Bitcoin. Bet. Yep. <laughs> That's all I hear about. There's Bitcoin. Twenty. It's like I. And your vault is the password to your Bitcoin account. I would like that. That's what it basically will be if this was like 2020. So Takagi's like, I don't know no password. I don't know what you're doing, but you got to call Tokyo. <laughs> Lying his ass off. Like, what the, what the? See, I don't, it's the whole thing. I don't know if he's lying or he's telling the truth. I feel like he was lying. Like, why are you wearing? Like, at I that point, chance. at that point, your life is on the line. Like, you, it, I, tell I, him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it ain't your money. And it's like if, it, if all they want is the money, I'm sure the money's insured. So what's yeah, he would have to he had not to know. Cause it's like you lie for nothing. Honor. This ain't like oh it was honor. Alright, oh you don't lie. Oh you fuck on. You oh you ain't gonna lie. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> all right, I believe I'm gonna let you go. You saw the last samurai. You know how honor is. Come on, this, man. This Cut is not up. the last damn samurai. This man was a Stanford. That <laughs> 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 shit went out that shit out the window the first time he got his MBA trying like no. I got a portfolio to maintain. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he got he got Ellis working underneath and you talking about honor. Like he has, like yeah. No. <laughs> okay. He's not a, a showgun. Let's, let's not even go there with that stereotype. <laughs> I'm just saying, but he was going. Sorry. He's going down with the ship. He was like, I ain't telling y'all nothing. Fuck that. No, I, been, I don't know. He's like, I I will count to three. There will not be a fall. You know, you like it's a nice seat when one messes up. It counts one, 
two, three. Uh, I don't know if so you have to kill me. Okay, boom, kill him. John McClane. Why are you? Why are you stopping, John? Because you won't be dead, asshole. <laughs> he talk. Yeah, he talking to himself a lot through this movie. Because like ain't nobody else to talk to until I'll step in, which is like not for another twenty minutes. So they hear the sound because John McClane is a klutz. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Yeah, basically, oops, searching for, you know, searching for all of them. So he climbs up upstairs. So his whole thing is, all right, how can I get the, the word out? Call the fire department. Smart. Dumb. Call Eddie. I thought you'd be calling. <laughs> the accent. Call, you know, call the fire department, give them the cook 911, give them the call the police officer and cancel it. Where did the fire alarm come from? You know, 32nd floor. Like, Hans, like, it's like, yeah, fire alarm, false alarm, turn around, find out who made the call. So, Jonathan, like, yeah, <laughs> coast is clear. I get to go home, movie over in 20 minutes. Nope. The fire trucks make a U turn. He out there cussing up a storm. Where are you, mother? What are you doing, <laughs> you stupid motherfuckers? <laughs> he gets mad. And then Car Brother shows up. Look at a biggie small sweater and glasses. Yeah, it's like why everybody why everybody got coochie sweaters on in this movie? With machine guns. <sighs> Good lord. He is is was that dude really tall? He seemed like he was really tall. But he, had like, his, he was like, I don't know if it was like how they were filming him as Bruce Willis short. That dude like he was like six six. <laughs> so you should be in there. Carl Carl was like cause Carl was like a damn monster too. So maybe they were just both tall or Bruce Willis is very short or a combination of both. So yeah, so he's like, Oh, the fire department is turning around, my friend. No one is coming to save you. <laughs> Talking shit. That's a problem. He's, too many terrorists was they kept they were spiking the ball the two yard line. They talking all this trash. Oh, might as well come down with the others. <laughs> Take the safe off his gun. I won't harm you. Good lord. Shoots up the floor. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> that voice already told me you were gonna lie. Yeah, like no one's coming. You might as well wait with the others. I promise I won't harm you. Right before he try to shoot you. Then the saw comes on, and then he get to jump on him, freeze as I'm putting. You won't hurt me. You're a policeman. Policemen follow rules. Uh, not NYPD. That's what my that's what my captain keep telling me. I kept an elbow square in the head. <laughs> Chava Clay is a wild man. Thin blue line, my ass. He's like, yeah, policemen don't do type like things like that. Yeah, you ain't been watching the news, huh? Yes, they do. And so, meanwhile, they have a fight. And come on, this is how you know this is BS. John McClane is Shinobi. Because this dude is a, this dude got probably five, six inches. It's banging John's head through walls, like dry plaster. And somehow they rolled around and he just happened to fall wrong. And, oh! Dumb fucking luck. Dumb luck, and he and John and he brag about it later. Later on, I'm gonna make you squeal just like your brother. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm a, I'm a roast you. I'm a I'll cook, cook you, you, and I'm a eat you. you. He is a wild man. 
I'm like, how you talking shit off a fluke? <laughs> that's all it was was a fluke. They rolled down the steps. He fell wrong. Oops. His neck. Because he was tall and he was short. You went off of leverage and luck. So, you know, grabs his, grabs the walkie talkie, grabs the machine gun, grabs the bullets. He gets to listen in. So, and like you said, you're talking about somebody being a little stinker. John McClain is stinker. So, leaving his body here, <laughs> he have a little plan. Because busy, you know, because Hans come back. Unfortunately, Mr. Takaki thought he could be a hero and not make this clean. So you will not be seeing him for the rest of his life. <laughs> <gasps> they are shook. Did you peep? Uh, Did you peep how they show Alice that? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, he got scared. He thought this was a joke. <laughs> That cocaine wore off. He didn't get his second hit yet, so he had that his his hair brain scheme. Like I'm gonna save the day. I just gotta find my second rock. He was like, "Oh, man. <laughs> this shit real. This real. This real life." Yeah, this ain't no movie, asshole. This is real. Oh, that man, that manicured beard ain't doing shit. <laughs> uh, he was shook, but not shook as Hans was. He like you know. Do not be under any illusion. We are under control. We have everything according to plan. Elevator open. Hans! The girl starts screaming. And this old boy with a hat on and a note. Just like Santa Claus. Mind you, when he was upstairs, he saw that uh, Santa with the hat and started smiling. And I took I don't think I called it to this week. I was like, oh, he thought it would be funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He is a little stinker. Here's the thing. What he wanted to do was rattle them and find out as much info as he can because when people rattle, they start snitching. And that's the thing. Like, John McClane is very, like, smart yeah. in this movie. And he's very, like, you know, thinks on his feet. I'm like, he's just saying, why people, oh, he's not a captain. Like the way his skill set is like he way overqualified to be a cop. That's why I always laugh. Like he just a regular old dude. He ain't like Schwarzenegger. I'm like John Matrix wish he was moving like John McClane. John <laughs> <laughs> would have been over in like 10 minutes. If Matrix had McClane's like thought process. So how I see it. Now I have a machine gun. Ho. 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 No. You gotta pronounce the H. Ho. 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 Like he pronounced that H as a German <laughs> would. It's like, what do you do? Call Carl. Tell him his brother's dead. Yeah. Paul does not take this well at all. No, um, German Triple H is upset. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> tip over a table. Like we we have a plan. We have a plan, Carl. We stick, to, we stick to the plan and everything's good. But if he changes if the he plan? Alters, if he alters the plan. You <laughs> like, he already know. And it's the whole, and this is where the whole movie changed because he had a plan and Carl was like, no, my brother died. Fuck your plan. Like, if I get a chance to lay hands on him, I'm going to lay hands on him. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, Holly know what's going on. It's like, yeah, somebody doing their job. Who? Your bitch ass husband? <laughs> 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 Ellis is hating. He's gonna get us killed. 
He's like, yeah, his job's 3,000 miles away. We're going to be all right. And what I'll say, tell that to Takagi. She, you know where she got her smart mouth from? Mm-hmm. From her husband. He's like, you talk that shit. That's why his brain's out on the floor. Like, I'm with my husband going to save the day. Now, now that's your man. So they hunting, they busy hunting him. And it's like, you know, Carl's like, no one kills him but me. Like, no, he ain't supposed to kill him. He's just trying to scope him out. And they trying to figure out who he is. Cause like, you know, is this a security guard we miss? And Hans like, no, security guard or old fat retired policeman. This is something else. Is that true? What's that? About security guards? What about an old fat tired policeman? Oh, hell no. No, not at all. Okay. The only, I'm going to tell you, when you get to a certain point, a lot of them are the ones that be teaching their classes. They teach classes and mm-hmm. do stuff like that because that's when the most money is. So, yeah, they don't be working like no nine to five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you. Yeah, you are, So you like the rock from Skyscraper, huh? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> that's Especially what I'm You keep your foot so you can try to <laughs> hop on a crane hey. like, a, like an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> So they're busy, you know, they're busy hunting John while John trying to figure out how to escape. And this is the whole, the first thing you realize John McClane ain't no regular cop because it's like a regular cop would try to like hide or fight back. A regular cop would not take, would not think of taking a machine gun to rappel down an elevator shaft barefoot. Feet hot. Feet got to be hot by now. Hey, you know how the degree of difficulty it takes to pull this off? And we just sort of think John McClain, where he learned that at? NYPD, like, I don't think they do doing that NYPD school. How to repair. I never seen I never seen Benson and Stabler do that. What was I watching last night? Oh, he must have been a, a pupil in five five elements of ninja. Five ninja elements. <laughs> <laughs> so he somehow escapes, repels down an elevator shaft the elevators are turned off. And Eventually gets into like you know the air the air duct unit and get one of his you know lines and get and he's making a whole bunch of noise while crawling them's hunting and he's they still didn't see him yet because it's like Carl you know he's like oh don't worry about it Carl they're trying to say don't worry about it we got the elevator shaft you know the elevators are off come on down don't shoot because I don't want the cops coming just yet and Carl ain't trying to hear none of this and he's the elevator shaft flick on you know. You come to the coast, get together, have a few laughs. Turn, you know, with the lighter, and they see the light. So Carl's there. Eventually finds the same floor he had, machine gun through one of the air ducts, and poking, poking, poking. All right, before you about to get on, Carl, Carl, come on down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Hans has a problem. So as Theo points it out, it's like, you know, I can break through six of the locks but the seventh lock is an issue because it's you know electromagnetic seal i guess when you break down when you break the first six the seventh one comes in automatically talking about the circuits the circuits cannot be cut locally trust me i have i have my ebony friend (laughs) (laughs) that's how he that's how he basically got so even at first he was like you know when he first shot sakai like you can break the locks, can you? You, you didn't bring me here for my, my sense of humor. Yeah. 
So that's their whole plan is to like, you know, they basically had to steal money. And the whole issue is it's like the first lock. He just had a drill, basically. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, it didn't, you know, the seventh one was going to be the issue. And you're trying to figure out how they're going to do it. And John trying to survive and see what's going on. And they still trying to hunt him. Carl is pissed. Because he's like, you know, this man killed my brother. What you going to do? And they're like, oh, worry. We got this down. Da, 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 da. So eventually, you know, he he gets a, he gets a radio, calls LFPD. Oh, excuse me. You're on the wrong number. You're on the wrong line. This is an emergency line. You think I'm going to order a pizza? Bitch, listen to what I got to say. <laughs> like, send anybody. You hear these fucking gunshots? Like, I'm here. She's like, oh, calm down. And also, she hear gunshots in the background. Oh, shit. My ears. And then, oh, send somebody over. It might be a false alarm. What do you think that is? Fireworks? False alarm. Jesus, LA. Come on, get it together. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they send Tony. Tony talking that, yo, Tony, Marco, and them talking that trash. And Tony was the one but on the table talking about, oh, see? No more table, police man. It's some advice. advice. <laughs> we about to kill somebody. Don't hesitate. Like he's Cesaro. <laughs> Shot to the table. Thanks for the advice. These these terrorists need to stop talking all this shit. Yeah, they they flexing without even winning anything yet. Yes, so they so not only does he kill like he killed Tony, who dies, gets the radio. Then Marco dies. That's the one talking that trash. Heinrich dies. And why is Heinrich important? Because he had the C4 and explosives. Mm-hmm. So he took out three so far. Uh Marco. Heinrich. I said no radio contact. Oh sorry, Hans. Marco, Marco ain't showing up no more. Heinrich too, and the little dude, I broke his neck. It's zero for three. Does he know so much about this? Yeah, and and like, not yeah. to mention when he was on on top of the elevator, this motherfucker was writing down everybody's names that he heard on his arm. Hans, Carl, Nakatomi, da 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 da. They were they were snitches. Like, oh, you seem to know a great deal about this. Very skilled for skid guard. And- Wrong guess, Hans. Like, you want to try double jump? And it's like, stop talking trash. And you know the funny thing about this? When he's on the radio, they can hear him. Mm-hmm. McLean knows they can hear him. He's still snitching. <laughs> and, they, and Hans, like, you know what? It don't matter. Once we get where we need to get to, we're going to handle this in the meantime. Let's, you know, whatever. And it's one of those things where can't switch to a different frequency. I mean, I guess you can, but I don't know if it's because Die Hard Two. They switch to a different frequency when they get the radio, and the whole thing was I can't listen in anymore. I gotta break, you know, I gotta break into this radio. Maybe, maybe somebody <laughs> said that in the first, like that was the plot hole in the first one. Somebody talked about, so in the second one, they made sure to change it. I, well, this one it, it wasn't. They just Han's whole thing was it don't matter. Yeah, because he said basically he didn't care as long as. They were on schedule. It didn't matter about yeah. what was going on. And that schedule was about to change. We're going to find out how it changed. But meanwhile, you know, they send out, oh, you know, you hear somebody. Let's get some help. Who they sending? Our pal, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Reginald, 
Reginald Johnson getting Twinkies. No. My wife. Not getting Twinkies. This man had like 13 Twinkies in his hands. I'm like, relax, brother. So I said, hey, for me, it's for my wife. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, right. She's pregnant. Yeah. Stop talking. Back it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop they talking. They probably know each other. He's looking. He ain't cracking jokes. All right, I'm going in there and I'm just going to roll over and knock them. Oh, and who's that boy, Eddie? Somebody at the door. What you want me to do with him? No, let him in. Just have him walk around. No big thing. Oh, watching the USC game. Damn it, they ain't covering the spread. 42 nothing. Just trying to make some money on Christmas. We're going to Christmas a bitch, ain't it? <laughs> I got $50 on this game. <laughs> this man out here is talking like JBL. It is like how. And you know, the funny thing is. <laughs> Everybody focus on what really find Theo. How Hans find this yeehaw dude? <laughs> he might be one of Theo's homies or something like that. So, meanwhile, he's you know, Powell's like, oh, see you around, dude around, the, dude around the corner about to lay him out. Just keep keep walking. Like, oh, I got someone going home, and he's like, what they said, they said, what do you say, Stevie Wonder? Yeah, what's wrong with this guy? Stevie Wonder. See nothing like oh, I'm gonna get his attention somehow. So he dropped a body on the car. <laughs> oh God, shit! <laughs> take us, take an assault fire from back up to me. Send some back up now. Now, God damn it, now! Welcome to the party, pal. Hey, like first, I don't know what's funnier: McLean dropping a a body on the car, or the terrorist shooting at the car once the body hit. I thought the funniest thing just just hearing Cars Winslow cussing and being frightened. I'll be too. I'm driving away. Also, the fucking body fall on my car, and then somebody starts shooting at me. That man drove. That man hit reverse and drove into a fountain. Yeah, banged his head out. Banged his head. He's like out. So they send the cavalry, and he's calling in. Oh, the person that dropped the body on my car is that you? Called in. Good lord. Yeah. So what you call me? Don't worry about that now. Call me Roy. Oh, why you call him Roy? Because Hans and you know John talk, you know. So you're one of those Americans grow up on corrupt corrupt decayed society. Think you're a cowboy. Rambo. John Wayne. <laughs> Rambo. Marshall Dillon. He's like, no, I like Roy Rod. I like the sequence myself. Oh, you think you can win this, cowboy? You, you want to see the line? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why that line does not sound corny, because it should. <laughs> and it, it, and he's done it in like every... It's funny, like, that's a... It's funny the lines that's just remembered throughout pop culture. Mm-hmm. And that's, why, that's one of them, but that's kind of like... Maybe because it's just you haven't heard anything like it just seemed he just Bruce Willis seemed like he's just talking shit. The whole you know why? Because if you go if you do it and you do it with like almost conviction and fun, it's all it's cool. And that's what he was. He was like, "You be kind, motherfucker." Like, all right, let's on. But if you do it in a certain way, it's gonna be like, "Oh, that didn't work." Because him and Arnold, both him Arnold Stallone a little bit, they can you know they can get those little one liners off. Yeah, it's, and it's, it sounds different when Seagal and Van Damme was doing Good it. Good lord. <laughs> Especially Seagal. I can't even remember a one line I'm, from him. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator. 
I'm booted. Dr. May one. Because y'all, his old whisper ass, but enough of cigar. We talking about a real action star. So LA, LAPD come in, and the chief is not here for it. You, you know, pal, the terrorist one. Good. I don't know, sir. Who the hell are you talking to? I don't know that either, sir. He might be, you know, sound like he might be a good guy. How you know? Because he said about IDs. Jesus IDs. Christ, pal! <laughs> <laughs> You know, you think I can be a terrorist? You ain't going your chain. Y'all think about that? No, sir. But how you know? I got a hunch. A hunch? How <laughs> you lost your fucking And Pal talking a whole bunch of shit. With all due respect, sir. Yeah, he, he ain't the ain't one getting shot. Like he, he got some bass in his voice for being a sergeant. And probably realize that chief ain't got no steel in his backbones. We find out. So their whole thing is they they gonna call in the cavalry. They gonna bring in SWAT team. And we're going to run on through. And everybody thinks it's a bad idea. Powell thinks it's a bad idea. McLean thinks it's a bad idea. Hans knew it was coming. Like, it was all, it was inevitability that the police would come. As long as we're on there, we must get the explosives back. Okay. Yeah. While we at this point, now that we have, uh, I'm going to call him whether he was in Breakfast Club, uh, Deputy uh, Vernon, I think his name was Vernon Johnson <laughs> in that movie. He should be the smart no, Richard Vernon. So he should have been the funniest the smartest person out there. But it's Carl Winslow. Even when the FBI comes, it's still Carl you know Winslow. Because they set it up where the person on with on the street, with his ears in the street, is using practical knowledge that's knowing what's going on, and everybody else is stuck in like their whole bubble. The FBI dude is like, oh, this is like Saigon. Man, I was in junior yeah. high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was a, I was a junior high dickhead. Like it was like we gonna be here to kick ass. <laughs> like it was a video game. It it felt like it was their first day. It absolutely felt like no, it was the first day working together. Like they had no. It felt like especially White Johnson, Robert Dobby, who's been a lot. It felt like he hadn't done that shit in a while. Like he was he was like dealing the predator. Like <laughs> never know how much I missed this Dutch. Like, he, he, like, did, yeah. he did get cast for Predator, so he was like, oh, I get to do it in here. Fuck yeah. So that's how that was going on. So, and then meanwhile, we got to think, talking about the reporter, this asshole. I'll call INS. <laughs> Good Lord. Relax, brother. He was, he was in, he was in both, die, he was in first, he was in Die Hard too, being worse. I always, he the one that almost got Holly killed. Because Hans had no idea who she was, so that, that news story broke down. Mm-hmm. Cause he wanted to be the first. Mommy, mommy, come home! Like I need a truck. Shut up your ass, Thornburg. Good lord, is that what goes on in newsrooms? I don't know the way they got these news shows and news movies going. You see Jay Jonah moving the way he moving. So <laughs> I know what Spider Man is. Relax. So the SWAT team is going to go ahead and roll in. And it's like this goes as well as you think it's gonna go. Cause if you see Mr. Lethal Weapon himself, especially he got he got Snickers in his system, it's a wrap. <laughs> that man sneaking the candy bar and you see him sneaking the candy bar right before he starts shooting. Like just wait for them, just wound them. Don't need to kill him. So they coming in trying to break like, let's go in. 
I think it's a bad idea. Now we got this. Stop being a pussy pal. So they in there messing around with the door like they my guy. It was like, this a, what are y'all doing? You got a lock pick. You're the cops. <laughs> Why y'all messing around with a lock pick with the door? In an open window. Like, oh, we just fought around with this. It's no big thing. Oh, this is going to work. Get the blowtorch. You should have started off with the blowtorch. What are y'all? <laughs> they were doing so. What's that shit on? Isn't that Metal Gear? You fuck with Basically, the locks. <laughs> it's like Metal Gear or like Tomb Raider. And you do that same shit. They like, oh, move the analog stick over to the right and then push it down. Like oh, Lara Croft, you got off you got a blowtorch. You the up. cops. Start off with the truck. Fuck it. If you want to do some make some damage, but this is all bad. And even so, John is trying to tell them this is bad. Don't do not send them in. I send them in. This is bad. He's like, yeah, they send him in, ain't they? Yeah, sorry, Roy. He's like, oh. You know, they look at him. They, they, wow, they don't know what they do. They shooting. Like, they shooting at the lights, asshole. Then at the third light, they're shooting at the lights. <sighs> I look at him like, motherfucker, that's what I said. I just said that shit. Like, I'm working with idiots. I have, I'm, working, I'm all complete idiots around me. So they wound them in the legs because, of course, if you're standing in front of open doors for like two minutes, that's what's gonna happen. So they get popped in the legs. Like, all right, send in the send in the truck. Send in the truck. Send in the truck. That guy was happy. Like, send in. And Theo was like, oh, night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature is stirring, but except for four assholes in the front door. <laughs> two, you know, the two by two. You're like, oh, they got an RV. Hurry up, guys. They up there with the rocket launchers. Good lord. These men, like, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Drop one of them. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like you're trying to pick it back up. He's like, we can get it later. They roll out there, assemble this with the quickness, boat boat it to the ground and keep it, you know, keep it stable. Boom. The quarterback is toast. (laughs) That man was having the time of his life. He's like, hit it again. Haji, you made your point. God damn it. I, thank like, you for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that under consideration. Hit it again. Oz <laughs> Grew was making his point. Put on I the net. I hope you learned your lesson about coming in. So they finally figure out who he was. Like hearing they high. And I'm trying to figure out all this information. Oh, this information came because everybody listening to my radio. Yeah, everybody on the same. <laughs> it's like, oh Hans oh there's only one Hans in Los Angeles it must be this one man did they they worked quick to get all that information on him yeah former ter- you know former ter- his terrorist group was like nah we don't fuck with him anymore <laughs> they been out it like nah you been exiled out the uh, league <laughs> so his his whole thing is he called in and he want to have demands like, you know, release these people, release my brother's arms. And he ain't even know none, none of them. This is just distraction. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the one that he said. My man was like, what? I read Crimson about Dawn. them in time. Crimson, Crimson Dawn. He like, Crimson Dawn. I read, I read an article in Time Magazine. There's a, this whole thing is he wants everybody to think he's just some madman terrorist and he just want a chopper to get on out. Oh. And then, <laughs> Which means I'm gonna need a little time to get this type of stuff done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all, he's all that shit. I don't know about all this. <laughs> I ain't authorized to do all that. You should have been talking that shit. Exactly. Deputy. 
<laughs> so Ellis is like, oh, see, he fucking everything up. I got. Don't worry, I know how to handle your old trash. Uh, it, it, he is the oh, show. But before we get to Ellis, McLean gets a payback because after they blow up the truck, so he takes the C four, takes it, you know, ties it up to a computer, and throws it down the elevator shaft and blows out the entire floor. Mm-hmm. And people was wondering, oh, can the computer damn well? It ain't just a computer. It ain't like you throw down a. Yeah, all computer. types of shit down there, electron electrical shit. So. Oh. People ignoring the C four, <laughs> like people think they threw an IBM connected to an, a Genesis. Nah, or I just, I just like, do my iPad no. down there. Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I do a Samsung tag with some bleach throughout the entire floor. Like no, so he thinking, oh, they ain't got the C four anymore. Then that's one thing out the way. <laughs> you thought so. Assault's over. They have to worry about any more machine guns. And Ellis is like, I can handle. I make million dollar deals for breakfast. I can think I can handle some Euro trash. Okay. At this point, before he does what he does, we told y'all how he was. Now, before he does this, his tie's all fucked up. He's still producedly sweating. His hair's fucked up. He takes those snorts, gets himself together, and proceeds to make things worse. A lot worse, as any mediocre white man does in positions of power, and that's exactly what Ellis is. A B minus, a B minus dude that think he's an A plus. He think he got get the life. Hans, baby, <laughs> you know I, I worry about you know I don't worry about your political thing about the rag that beat the heaps. The the rag, what are you doing, rags, the sand humpers or something? This man was just casually racist. Like it was nothing. Heaps. Good lord. (laughs) You know what? That was the thing about the 80s. 80s was casual racism. Like it was racism there. It is so casual. You would miss it half the time. Like you had to be Nick Nolte level to notice it. (sighs) Don't bring that up. I like dirty nigger. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> man it was man was making watermelon jokes. Good lord. I I'm still mad when we saw 40 hours. I had I had no idea he was moving like that. Oh lord. But Ellis is close. He's like, yeah, you know, we're about that. You try to do business and you just try to Jake Menio, you just figured that all out by yourself. Wow. I guess you got me. Like Hans is like, who the fuck is this clown? Pretty much. A surprise you got to the quick of it. So simple. He's like, yeah, Hans, Booby, I'm your guy. I can tell you who's doing this. And that's what he does. Snitches. John McClane. You know, oh, John McClane. And you know, uh, another thing about it, I think he snitched just just to get John out the paint because he wanted he he wanted Holly bad, he wanted her, mm-hmm. and it looked like a hero. Yeah, like and I, I'm like, he figured, oh well, he can take care of that. He ain't worry about us anymore, and we out, you know, we good to go. Um, why are you trusting this? That's the whole thing. You trusting somebody that you have no reason to trust. This man killed your boss. This man will kill you. As John tried to warn Ellis, stop talking to him. He's gonna kill you. I don't know him, Hans. Well, he seems to know about you. 
John, stop fucking around. know <laughs> me like I just met him tonight. And it's like, yeah, they just met. <laughs> Hans, this man does not know you. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I don't know him. Just know. Come on, Hans, baby, what you doing? This ain't television. This radio. What you got the gun up for? Stop playing around, baby. <laughs> the funniest thing The funniest thing about that Is when he finally realized What was about to happen yeah, the, way sipped, too late. Way <laughs> the way he sipped that coke Say TV this radio baby He drunk, he drunk that coke like Shit <laughs> He tried to laugh it off like uh, I, Yeah Put the gun up He was like this is this radio say TV. You got the gun up. Bow. <laughs> oh shit. And they mad at him. See that asshole got Ellis killed. He should have did something. <laughs> um, Ellis should have talked that shit. Yeah, he was trying to did all he could. Like, what the fuck y'all talking about? No way, man. No way. <laughs> they would be here talking to us right now. What? <laughs> How did you get your position? Because you don't sound too smart. Just an ass. I always want that too. This guy's a dummy. This ain't this ain't dude from Billy Hills Cop. <laughs> oh, this guy's not something. So while that happens, um, Hans like I'm gonna go to the roof check for the explosives myself. And then the funniest part of the movie, McLean there waiting for. That accent change. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. It sounded like he was from Nebraska. Everybody, we we talk about Idris, but uh, the, the Hans had it on lock for a minute. Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Oh God! One of them. <laughs> that man played shook white midwestern with the with ease. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, don't worry, one of them. McLean, what's your name? He's trying to see, and then he read on the wall, see William Clay, and he don't say Will, he say Bill. Because mm-hmm. it sounds natural. Like I told you, Hans is a smart man. Like, oh, Clay, Bill Clay. Like, you know, I use one of these. You know, sure. All right, we gonna go out and do something. McLean ain't dumb. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. This and see, Hans was a little too slick. He thought that I got him all like McLean is this dummy. I got the drop on him. Put down the gun. Oh, you real good with them accent. Just go in and out, huh? Nice voice, Hans. Oh, count to three. Like you just like you did Takagi, huh? You just like one click. Click, click. You know bullets ass. So you think what you think I'm stupid? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. If you had seen this movie, you would be like, oh, you know, you think you see this guy, you think he's a backup. No, like, come on now. Some strange act like this, you trust him to be a backup. McLean ain't dumb. I don't know. I damn sure ain't giving me no guns. But the way they set it up is the conceit is you would think a regular movie would have that happen. Oh, we, we'll do it together. It's going to be my sidekick, me saving the day. You're right. Because McLean, since McLean is Shinobi, he's a super ninja. He knows all the tricks and trades, but he talking that shit. He's like, oh, you think I'm stupid? I already come up. You are saying, and the machine gun fight shoots one dude, man falls through a window face first. <laughs> oh Lord, people, I, like the violence, it's funny how the violence hit, like it ain't a lot, but 
when it hit, it hit. Uh-huh. And they, everybody's quick thinking because how I see his feet. Shoot like, through the glass. First, he says in German, and Carl, like, huh? I shoot the glass. So they shoot all the glass, knowing, like, yeah, this motherfucker gonna feel this. Oh. And he see it too. He's like, so he run on the glass. Now he got glass in his feet. He tried to put on Carl's um, brother's shoes, like, damn. I had to find all the terrorists. I had to find the one that had this, the feet old. This motherfucker was 6'8 with damn size seven shoes on. <laughs> uh, ballerina toes. That's normally how I don't work. I just thought about that. Yeah, that man was kind of tall to have some small ass feet. McClain had the 14s. Shaq. <laughs> he probably needed some 10s or 11s, and this motherfucker had those sevens. Uh, mm-hmm. So. He so he escapes, but no debt. He left the detonators because he's like, oh, he thought, oh, you know, out of the detonators, you know, it's the point on the C four. Used all the C four, or did I? Yeah, because this whole thing is like this. Why would Hans be worried about the detonators if all the C four was used, except for all the C four wasn't used? We're going to get to the rest of C4. But anyway, he there picking glass out of his foot, talking to Powell like, oh, you got flat feet. How could you? Um... First, he's like, oh, I got a bet. On how long are you going to survive? He's like, put me down for 20. And then you get Powell's backstory. How come y'all working the street? I shot a kid. Mm-hmm. Tamir Rice. That's basically what the story was. It was dark. He had a toy gun. I thought it was real. I lit his ass up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it teaches you everything is a rookie except for how to deal with a mistake. Uh-huh. See, it sounds heartbreaking in the 80s. Like, oh, I made a mistake. How just, you know, these things happen. It play a little differently now. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. If um, I'm sure that was a hard. Because trust me, the kid was playing. I'm sure that was a hard conversation with Harry. We, I shot Steve. He was coming in the house with some damn toy gun, and yeah, so <laughs> he he always just coming opening the door and shit. So it took two. But you know what's funny? This scene plays a lot differently when it came out to now because a lot of them like, oh, you know, made, made a mistake. He just tried to protect the serve. These things happened. It was horrible that he did that, and he had good guy in a movie. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he was, if he, oh my goodness. If this happened now, yeah. Yeah, the toy, yeah, the toy gun. And me, me and five other people, we lit up, we lit up to him. That's what we supposed to do. It was dark. I thought it was real. Sorry, Steve. When we come to Screech and talk. Like, <laughs> record scratch. Yeah, sorry, Steve. You should have did that to Steve. So, meanwhile, the FBI has finally come on the scene. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. So say Johnson. No relate. No relation. We can tell. Johnson and Johnson. In credits, in yeah, in the credits, it's Big Johnson, Little Johnson. Of course, Big Johnson's the white guy. (laughs) Of course, I was a junior high, dickhead. (laughs) Where were they getting these black guys from the eighties from? With no swag whatsoever. I think he was like the cousin from the dude from Beverly Hills Cop. I feel like I I seen him in something else. I feel like that black dude. I may be Action Jackson. That's what I think. I feel like I seen him in. It might be something else. I don't know. Whatever. 
But you see the same ones, the same black people you see in the eighty movies. Do you saw them all the time in like every movie, like maybe a side small character? <sighs> yeah, so they're here to take over because, like you know, that's how I always go. You know, you give the local police chance, and if they mess up, then <sighs> FBI. So he has he was in Lethal Weapon, Hollywood Shuffle. Die Hard and Colors and Demolition Man. That's what it was. Demolition Man. But he, so he was even he been a cop for a long ass time. <laughs> the Lord, he did Sergeant Quinn, cop, cop, Balrog, Street Fighter. That's him. Fuck? Oh my well, God! That's him. Good lord. Boy, a suit and a haircut does wonders. Good lord. He's like a bumish fighter. <laughs> wow. No they, you fall down a rabbit hole and the shit you find. <laughs> hey, same writer. It's like, hey, pal, you want a job? No, that's what happened. <laughs> hey, that's what happened. You keep a Rolodex. You never know. You, you hook up, get a hook up. Yeah. So they're there, and their whole thing is we're going to cut the power. It's like that's the first thing you do: cut the power and smoke these terrorists out. And at this point, Holly already established itself as kind of like being on Han's radar, because like you know, um, I need to ask you some questions. What idiot put you in charge? You did what you killed my boss. I don't want to be here. I don't even want to look at your ass, but I'm here. Because he asked for like you know, bring a couch out for a pregnant. No, I, the pregnant woman in a couch in some bathroom breaks. He's like. All right, anything else? And she glanced at the at a picture, and she should have, but she couldn't help herself. Make sure I want him, you know, see, catch, you know, find out who I am. He's like, he looked around, like, oh, Mister Takagi must have faith in you, Mrs. Genera Miss. Like, yeah, I don't want you to think I'm married. You ain't gonna find my husband. And, and peep game, because uh-huh. she knows, like, you know, John. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say um, Hans was super smart at the uh, because he was like, "We'll bring a couch out to you. We ain't just gonna let you be roaming around by yourselves." Like Hans, he got here like you know what's going on, and he checking out. And oh, keep in mind during all this noise that's been going on, and we've been had to talk about it because it's like, oh, I hope Argyle hear these explosions. I heard Argyle did this. <laughs> Argyle chilling, saying. I'll be sure whatever fuck he playing. He was jamming. He was on the phone. Just he gave no fucks. That man was having the time of his he life. First on the phone, they put the phone lines. He's like, "Hello, hello." You know the number? Use it. <laughs> what? Why are you so hostile? Aren't you? Cocaine. Are you out there, jab. No, they think I'm in Vegas. I'm just. Yeah, he out there, boy. He is having a ball. They have an explosion car going right behind him. He don't hear shit. He don't know what's going on until he turned the news. Like, oh, Nakatomi, a terrorist thing at Nakatomi Plaza. He's like, wait, I'm in Nakatomi. I'm going to drive around. Oh, the gate down. I'm going to drive around here. Oh, the other gate down. Oh, shit. <laughs> I guess something happened. Yeah, you wasn't on that yuckum. attention. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I know he was missing something. I was like, yeah, Argyle fucking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yes. I, so anyway, back to Holly. Holly, Holly had plenty of jokes too because Carl would come back down. He was oh when they tried to um, kill McLean and he stepped on the glass. Carl came down. What did he do? Knocked down a, a, a ice duck or something with his gun. That man was pissed. He's like yeah. he's still alive. He's talking about nobody getting people upset. Nobody can piss off people like John. Yes, John was John was rolling Carl up. So they cut the power. They thinking they do something. They like, oh, we gotta take out ten blocks. Okay, it's Christmas time. Look, shut it. Look, shut it down. We're out of a job. Do you call? Y'all need to take out block two twelve. Two twelve. Yeah, shut it down. Shut that. Like, yeah, you gonna do that? You trying to keep a job? It's like. <sighs> You mind your business on Christmas and the powers go out because some FBI asshole. Fuck y'all Christmas. So anyway, they cut the power and they think they they think they doing something like that's the whole thing. They're like, yo, you ask for a miracle, I present the FBI. So turning the power off shuts off the automatic lock. Now they begin the vault. That has happened in movies since then. Where people don't thinking thinking they smart has led to that, you know, the terrorists winning. But hey, so my guy started first. That's why Die Hard is the Godfather. Because a lot of tropes that you have seen in other movies, Die Hard did the first, or Die Hard did the best. And the vault open and hey, Jeffrey Alwood, you should have took the sword too. <laughs> hey man, I'm just saying, get a little something extra. Paint. Oh, is that a bracelet? Yeah, stuff you can carry. Um, where the fuck are braces? Might be a rolly in there. Six hundred and forty billion dollars. Cool. In nineteen eighty, whatever. But just in fine. just in case we can't trust these Germans, let me put something in my pocket just in case. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, like I take I could take this uh, Musashi short, the Crenshaw, the pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Oh, Love kill Bill. <laughs> so it's Not El Paso. Hundred dollars. Yeah, I pawned it. Uh, but out there, but out there, lying. Somebody he sold a price of sword for some <laughs> a lap dance and laughed about it too. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know the fact that he said it, he did it, or the fact that he just lied about it. He really didn't do it. He was just lying to his brother. Yeah, he ain't fuck with his brother too tough. Uh. Yeah, uh-huh. there's reasons for that, but we'll get we'll get in that one day. So they cut the power off, and it's like, oh, we're gonna send in the choppers. Be like, you know, bring helicopters to the roof and pick us up. That's not the bands. Like, yeah, we got we got we gonna bring the choppers, right? Shove up his ass. Good lord, they they swear they smart. So their whole plan is when Hans show up with with the hostages, they just gonna gun everybody down. Oh, we killed twenty percent of hostages. So what? We the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can live with that. What the? What the fuck? That's their logic. Think about that. That is their logic. If we take out all the terrorists. If we can, we can accept twenty percent. That's why people talk about. Oh, let's do herd immunity. We kill a couple million people. Oh well. It's like yeah. Movies ain't as exaggerating as you think they are. When you think about how people move in real life. Yeah. <sighs> so. Meanwhile, McLean's figure out, oh, what's going on? Roof. So he's searching around and he realized they 
set up the roof with explosives. So Han's plan is he thinking he's going to blow the roof. They're going to think he's dead. And by the time they figure out, you know, what happened, he's going like some, we will be somewhere on the beach living off 20%. Because this whole thing, like he says later in the movie, you steal $600, you can get away with it. You steal six hundred million, somebody find you unless they think you did. Like it's a certain amount of money, you ain't just go. Oh, I just told, I walked away. It's like this ain't this ain't fast fast following that because they he killed everybody and even Hobbs <laughs> was on his ass. I'm like you ain't still no. I stole a hundred million. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that L. Shit. I'll see you soon, boy. Be people hunt people down for for twenty grand. Shit. Around me, I'll hunt you down. Six hundred million dollars. Nakatomi ain't just letting that shit slide. Fuck around with me, I'll hunt your ass down for a hundred dollars. They yeah. sending they send a silver samurai on Groomer's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so McLean realized what the thing, you know, what the plan is, because it's kind of like the FBI thinking it's gonna be a double cross, but he's like, nope, it's it's a double cross, and yeah, he tried to warn him, like something about a double cross. And Carl's there waiting. We are both professionals, but this is personal. Fuck all that. Just shoot him. <sighs> Talk trash later. Nah, I want to shoot the fair one first. Like, and John McClane. This is when we talked about early. He goes into whooping your man ass and telling him what he did to his brother. This man got a foot on him and a black belt. Checked <laughs> yeah, in the face like four times. He get up, shake it off. I'll make you squeal like your fucking brother when I broke his fucking neck. I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna cook you. I'm gonna cook you. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna cook you. And I'm gonna fucking eat you, motherfucker. What? <laughs> Where's all this coming from? He had a bad day. He got glass in his foot. He was wearing a dirty ass tank top. He ain't got the tank top anymore. He just been running around sweating hot all day. He been sliding out elevator shafts, been getting shot at, and nobody listened to him. Yeah, he's had it. Yeah, he was one scene away from using the hard R. Go ahead. So they had a fight, and somehow he beat the shit out of Carl. And I'm like, this is no. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he was just a regular cop. He was lucky. So offended, but I thought says, um, What's his name? What? Roper was fighting Bolo and ended Oh, God. <laughs> Rest in peace, Johnson. I'm like, it ain't because one, Carl got like a foot on him. Two, Carl is trained. Mm-hmm. He's a trained martial on Terry. John is just a cop. And Carl is side kicking the shit out of him like four or five times. And McClain just shake that shit off and beating his ass in a fair one. Hangs him with a chain. Hangs him. And slides, not just hang him, slide him into a wall. Yeah. But but people would tell you he just got lucky. He was just a regular cop. Man, this man was damn near an action Marvel hero. Hmm. Yeah, he was. So he gets to the roof because <laughs> our boy Ooh is like, oh, get up to the roof. Come on, go, move, move, damn it. So he's going to get him to the roof. It's like, oh, it's kind of like they, the hostages is there waiting. And Uli catch you know Uli don't get to do any of his martial arts. He just catch two hot slugs in the chest by McLean. McLean there machine gun. Come on, where's Holly Gennaro? Where's Holly Gennaro? She's at the fuck. She's at the fuck. They took her. They took her. All right, everybody go downstairs. Get the fuck down the stairs. He just let off with the chopper. (laughs) And the FBI is like, look at that asshole right there, smoke him. 
And he's trying to say the hostages, they have no idea. They just see some madman on the roof. Yeah, the, what, like, what he looks like, a madman. But the whole point is, if he was shooting at the hostages, they all be dead. He point blank range with a machine gun. But they don't see that. It's like, oh, they just see a mad a madman with a roof. Thank God this is um Bruce Willis and not Wesley Snipes. They just shot a rocket launcher at his ass. <laughs> was black. So they shooting at him. I'm on your side, assholes. So and then he's like, I gotta get off this roof somehow. And okay, this man was like, I see a fire hose. I'm gonna tie this fire hose around my waist and bungee jump and rappel off a roof. Where did he learn this? Um, he's a New York cop, so you know he just uh-huh. <laughs> he he just uses what he sees. Who is who is his superior officer? Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> this is some I'm just a regular guy. No, this is horse shit. I can't believe they lied to us like thirty years. We was all like, oh, it's different. He ain't he ain't on a Schwarzenegger. He out here just doing right. Re- he's just a regular old guy. That's why I like them later ones who became a superhero. Yeah. And I'm like, you must. I must not have seen Die Hard one and Die Hard two when he just beat he beat an army rangers with his hands. What it like was, he, what it was, is people didn't didn't. It was the the look. That's what it was because they were all muscled up, steroids, whatever they did to get you know big. Bruce, Bruce Willis, he looked like a regular, regular dude guy that did that jogged. Yeah, he looked like yeah a regular guy. Let's keep it wide. No, no, time out. He like a guy that was just like regular fit. Cause he ain't like no regular guy. Ellis like a regular guy. Like I'm a guy in a suit. Takagi like a regular guy. When I'm saying regular guy, I'm saying his physique. His physique look like, you know what I'm saying? Your average white male cop. Shit. No, no, they. <laughs> That's the lot. See, Hollywood has won. Seeing Bruce Willis had his shirt off because he didn't have an eight pack. It's like, oh, that's just a regular guy. Most regular guys are not looking like Bruce Willis neither. Just because he don't look like yeah, I think you miss. That's like, what I think you misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm just saying he wasn't stacked like no, muscular. No. Like I get what you're saying. It's like since he's not Schwarzenegger, it's like he look like a regular guy. I'm like no, he don't like Schwarzenegger, but he don't like no regular guy neither. It's like that's the thing. It's such a body dysmorphia issue where if you like Van Damme, you Dennis Franz. Like no, it's like it's an in between. He look like a he like a fit dude. That's, 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 what, like. that's what you're missing. I'm not saying he's unfit. I'm just saying he doesn't look like an imposing figure. Is that better? Yes. Okay. So the people people say, oh, since he doesn't look like Conan, he's regular. That's what people went with. I'm like, no. He don't like Conan. He ain't regular neither. Like, it ain't that much different between how he look and how Patrick Swayze look. Yet Patrick Swayze get called yeah, you're right. all the time. Because like, he I think John he McClain, with- basically, like if he lay off cigarettes for two weeks he got abs i even think with that i think he probably is a little more fit well no he's just probably a little more taller than patrick swayze was but yeah so meanwhile so he tied up there and he's gonna escape somehow it's like the chopper's there they on to us blow the roof my car's up there fuck carl blow the roof <laughs> Carl, Carl had his chance. So he blow the roof, and you get the scene where he jumping in slow motion, the whole roof go off, take out the entire roof, including the helicopter. Mr. O, I haven't had this much fun since Saigon. Remember that? I was a junior high dickhead. Exactly. Yeah. And they go up in flames. So what the, what the police do? Oh, we're going to need some more FBI guys. 
Good lord. <laughs> he was they was he wasn't fucking with the FBI neither. <laughs> That's what they get when they talk that shit, y'all slick. So blows up, the helicopter blows up, and then blows up again. So he's he's swinging, trying to get through, bangs the first two times, shoots at the glass, swings through, finally escapes, takes off the um water hose for it, brings drives through his death. I'm like, this is not no regular cop. Regular cop ain't thinking this way, ain't trying to pull this off. But he saved the day up until Mr. Mr. News Report. I gotta get the scoop. Excuse me. John here. No, John ain't here. Because Ellis gave up the name, so they found out, oh, I got everything, John McClain, NYPD, badge number. It's like, you know, let us in. We'll call INS. They just assumed he was, she was illegal. Yep, she got nervous. <laughs> wow, what assumption. I'm sure she got fired, too, later on that night, but that's neither here nor there. Wow, look at you. I'm just saying. I think Holly, I think Holly uh, votes a certain way, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that that's neither here nor there? That is you're a funny man. I'm just saying. So it's like, mommy, please come home. And how I see the TV because you about you about to score everybody out. You see the TV. Pleasure to meet you, Holly McLean. Because he, t- he t- the photo was down, mm-hmm. was face down before. It's face up now. It's like, and he's seen what John McLean looked like. So now he know. He's like, uh huh. You're wife, you run a game out here. Bring your ass here. So he's like, is this just about money? You're just a thief. I'm not just. A thief. I'm an exceptional thief. I've had a, I've had a kidnapping oh, to us. He didn't. He didn't like being called a common thief. Yes. <laughs> exceptional thief, and he was running the family. And meanwhile, after all this going on, Theo punk ass is ready to escape. <laughs> he dressed up, he dressed up like a paramedic. He's holding. I'm going to jump in this, you know, he was ambulance. Out <laughs> I'm out. See when I see you. See, see you next mission. Like, like Samus is in a Metroid. <laughs> and what's Argyle do? Argyle is sneaking in. Uh, okay, how you sneak up with somebody in a limousine? I have. I still don't know that to this day. Like you should see that. Down. He's like. I'm like, okay, you run so it's like it's a limo. That shit is noticeable. I'm like, all y'all do is turn your head. And it's the 80s. It ain't like it was on battery mode. Yeah, like a Tesla. So the so Theo trying to get out of there. Argyle, black on black crime. T-bones the T-bones the ambulance and hits Theo with the weakest punch I have ever seen. He proud of himself. He's like, yeah, 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 that pow. Neither one of them had any hands, but he knocked them out. Uh-huh. He took that weak ass cross. And he was out like a light. Neither one of them really had a, they had hands or a chin. So, so he was the first one to connect it. So the only people left is Hans and good old Texan Eddie. Eddie down for the Eddie down for the calls. Hans, you got him out here. Put the gun down. Basically, I have your wife. He's like, you know, like this is in the road. No more, no more jokes. How you <laughs> doing, <laughs> honey? <laughs> so, yeah, no John Wayne, no Grace Kelly here to save the day. That was Gene Rogers' assholes. A joke's over. 
<laughs> what that said to me, like, oh, you'd be a good cowboy yourself, huh? What that she said to me, uh, yippee motherfucker. <laughs> and they just started laughing, and everybody laughing is like, you know, what is this, Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> but laughs always help. It's like this, you know, people just start laughing, and sorry you can't help yourself laughing, it can be contagious. Should have shot John there. You about to Holly, Holly Duck, catch Hans once, catch Eddie once because he had a the machine gun. He had didn't have any bullets, so when he dropped the gun, he dropped the gun. He had a gun tied to his back. Christmas tape had two bullets left. You know, miss shots. It then blows away. Happy trails, Hans. Hans going to the window, grabbing Holly like I'm so petty. I'm taking you with me. Yeah, he couldn't go out by himself. Nah. And then duration. And he's grabbing Holly by the watch, by the wrist. He about to shoot John, even though, like, I know I'm going to die anyway if I shoot him, but fuck it. We all going out. And it's the iconic scene where they struggling, and then, like, go to watch, and all of a sudden you start seeing him fall in slow motion. And the reason he got that look that he started was that they didn't tell him they were going to drop him when they dropped him. So he was really startled like that. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I, mean, I was six some assholes in Hollywood. Like on the count of three, one. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. And then the chief, oh, this is one of the hostages. And he just fall. He start falling slow. When he just fall, and you don't see his body hit the ground, but you hear it. He just fall like two seconds. Boom. And then everything's, you think everything is over. So, Holly's out there with John. They finally see Al. They know, because, like, Al's sitting there. I love how they play it, because Al just there watching. And it's like, he see John, and John see Al. Somehow, John just knows. It's like, all right. He looks like somebody got that voice. Mm-hmm. Why, why this black man staring at me like he know me? And then you put two and two together, and they just hug for, like, five seconds. Male friendship. You can see a lot of that kind of like, because that was kind of like, you know, oh, why I hit some more? Because he was like, I don't know if I'll make it out, Al. If I don't, you know, tell tell my find my wife and tell, tell her me. I love her. And I'm sorry. And I said I love her. I said I loved her a hundred times. I never said I'm sorry. And he was like pouring his guts out. Like my dad, this is my this is my confession. And now like, fuck that. Tell her yourself. You're getting out of this. Man up. You got <laughs> your head up. Cause it's basically his lifeline. The whole, he was the only person that believed in John. Yeah, and he was like, he was getting the info like that's your and it's your lifeline. And they don't meet up to the end of the movie, and they hugging. Oh, this is this is Holly, Holly's Al, and then all of a sudden, Frankenstein monster himself, Carl. They not only he rise up, he rides up with machine gun. Where you get the machine guns from? He held on to it. No, nah, no, nah, what? They just pulled on a girl. <laughs> Don't worry about that gun. He dead. Yeah, he dead. He was holding on to it. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even want to think about that. Nobody took it out of his hands. He just was still holding. Yeah, lethal weapon that you know they had an excuse. Um, Joshua pulled the gun from the cop when he pulled out. It was like he just had a gun there and he wasn't dead. He was just knocked out. They think Carl that he did. They just rolled him on a gurney with this big ass machine gun. It's like, oh well. We'll take it back. We'll worry about when we get to the station. Yeah. I mean, yeah. German Triple H had kicked out the two and a half. So he was ready for one more one. Uh-huh. And unlike Booker T, Al Powell's <laughs> <and> child. <laughs> Good one. Boom. Boom. 
boom, all of a sudden it's like, you know, Al had the story, like I ain't shoot nobody since. He she lit him up, shot him five times. He out and then Argyle out of nowhere. He ready to shoot Argyle ass. Uh-huh. Driving fucked up limo like this all right. And they're like, Merry Christmas. And they ride on off. Lethal weapon. A fucking perfect Christmas movie. An action Christmas movie. Remember, it's a fucking Christmas movie. No, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, the sequels, I don't think I enjoy as much as the first. Well, I don't know. I think I do enjoy the second one. Because I've seen that I one mean, a lot, too. Okay. Let's talk about the sequel. Like, none of them match up to the first one. But the first one's a classic. That's not yeah. to say, like, a bad thing. It's no, no, like, no. You, you do a movie, it's perfect. Die Hard is fine. Die Hard 2... It's funny where I've watched that a lot because it seemed like come on more than Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And it was like on HBO rotation for a while. Die Hard 2 and 3 was on HBO rotation like all summer. For, for, and one wasn't. And I was a surprise. And like, you know, different villain, you know, William Sailor, butt ass naked, doing karate. And John Amos with a heel turn. <laughs> oh, boy. He was like, JJ drove up the wall. This is funny. Like, I hadn't seen John Amos since Good Times. Mm-hmm. And then he just pop up and die hard, too. He don't come here to say that he ain't saved. Nah, he part of And Dennis Franz for NYPD Blue with just being a prick. <laughs> he was on McClane's ass the whole movie until the end. He didn't believe shit. Like, get this bozo out of here. You know what the fuck he talking about. <laughs> he, anyway, he kept talking about just the plan. Huh? Nah. He lying. They doing this. Nah, he lying. And in the end, he finally listened to him. So, I like it. It's not as good as the first one. Um, And then the whole plan, oh, General Asrock of Valverde. He's like, they they done, pre- they pretty come fucked up his country. So he bounced. Yes, Valverde makes an appearance there. Django himself, but there is no Django. I didn't, I didn't realize that was him till later. He was in it. Yes, he's, S- he's General Esperanza. That's him. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, if you can't watch those old movies, you don't realize that's him till you see Anglo- till you see um, Django Unchained. And they make a big deal about him being in there. Then he pops up in John Wick too. Are you here to kill the Pope, John? Mister Mister Head of the Italian Continental himself. Yup, same dude, Franco Neri. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. So I like Die Hard too. It's not as good as Die Hard one, but I like it. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh yeah, the one with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, um, Jeremy Irons. And then the whole thing is like Simon, you know, um, Hans Gruber brother getting revenge. And same director as Die Hard 1. Yeah. yeah. They brought him back for Die Hard Adventures. But it's funny where a lot of people don't like Die Hard Adventures. Oh, I love People it. even love that movie or hate that movie. It's kind of like it's no in between. I think it's dependent on who you are. I don't know to the, the crowd of people I know, we mostly like that movie, so. Like I, I probably out of all the diehards, I probably seen that the most because it's been on TV the most. It used to be on TNT a lot. It's on cable a lot. It's just something about it. Like it's just, it's fun. It's Bruce Willis and, and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, so, yeah. Man, it's like, did I oppress you? Did I oppress you? People you don't like because I'm white. I'm racist. 
Oh, oh Samuel Jackson, well, he went a hotel where he was like, this is a white man with white man problems. Come, you get to Harlem. Like, he was not here with none of that shit. He was he was very upfront about that. And Jeremy Irons, you don't even see him till like halfway through the movie and same thing, playing all these games. Just kill him. <laughs> That's what the boy told us. You're messing up the contract. Just kill him. Simon, kill him. Be doing, nah, nah, I'm going to have fun. And a wife, I want to say, Irons was two plus two. Four plus the answer, or you'll die in 30 seconds. Like, what are we doing? He played, he, he saw what happened with his brother. He's like, nah, I'm gonna have fun first. Die Hard 4, um, polarizing. Seemed like it was a successful movie that nobody likes. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I just never went back to watch it. I might watch it the next two days or so. I might watch it. And it's like, y'all like Timothy Olafat so much, and he playing Mr. I'm gonna I'm attack you through the internet. <laughs> man, man. Try to fix he tried to fix the government Wi-Fi, they fired him. So he's like, fuck y'all, I'm gonna show y'all. Man, just I'm, gonna, to... I'm gonna blow up your water supply. Oof. With a laptop. You know what it is? Justin Long, people did not like Justin Long from that them damn annoying ass commercials. <laughs> That's the Mac like, commercials? No Mac commercials. Like I remember Justin Law started acting. I'm like Dude from those commercials, like people was not fucking with him. I think it, it took dep- a long time. I think it, it, it was because he was always cast into the, those um, comedy roles, and this was a little I'm bit a, different. I'm smart. It's like he's he got an unlikable face. Good lord! And he does commercials like no, the way he present like I don't have a problem with him, but the way they present was like yeah, somebody. It's like they lead you like you want to punch him in the face. Then Kevin Smith pops out. Do his little Kevin Smith thing, and you can tell Bruce Willis is like, <laughs> you've heard so we talked that because I think yeah. Kevin Smith directed some cop out. Cop out. And, uh, yeah, I heard that. I listened to <laughs> Kevin Smith talk about it religiously. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's a funny story. I can tell. It seemed like they they have beefed more than once, and you know Maggie Hsu in there and Mr. Parkour dude, the other guy that wasn't in um, Brick Mansions. That's when you start seeing parkour because this dude was like, it's like, what's a fucking nigga jumping off helicopters, jumping on buildings and stuff like that, and then dive, get his legs frozen. The f- it's fun. Yeah. It's definitely like, at this point, it's like he fighting. <laughs> they, I can see why people talking about he's a superhero because he knocked down a helicopter with a car. And not to mention, he's old now. <laughs> he's old at this he point. But the whole thing is, he don't look old. No, he doesn't he, look old, but if you want to do. Like, it, yeah, yeah. If you want to do it by like years and what's been going on, and actually he looks better because at this point, you're like you know what, this hair shit ain't working. Yeah, shave it off. You shave it off. It looks better. Like is if you got the right size, you got the right shape head. Always go bald. It just look better. And it's like it, it took out a helicopter with a car. You see that? See, I did it. <laughs> uh, and they got your boy Cliff Curtis playing. One of uh, we have talked about Cliff Curry. He's had the ability to play every race, and he's played every race. <laughs> so funny thing about this, my wife had asked us. You know, she wasn't. She said she she wasn't. She don't know about know a lot of actors by names, especially somebody like Cliff Curtis because he's not a name. You know, but anyway, she was like, "Y'all were right about that," and I was like, "What?" She's like, "I've seen him in numerous movies. He always plays somebody a different uh, race." And I'm like, "I see. <laughs> I told you." <laughs> He's it's, ambiguous. It's funny because 
you don't once you notice, you can't not notice. Yeah. Because when he play it, he can play it close. Like if you has, if you see training day, like oh he Mexican. Yep. You don't think nothing, nothing of it. Of it. If you have seen anything else, but then you see him with some corn roll, like a light scan. <laughs> and then you see all that, and then he pop up with his regular accent. Like I remember seeing the Meg. And it's like, wait a second. Why is he talking like old oh, Cliff Girl? He's from New Zealand. Good lord. And then he's and then he's some boy in Hobbs and Shaw. And it's yep. like, you don't know. He looked like he could be Roman Reigns' brother. Yep. It is kind of like he just got that look. Or what race? Whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you, want you want me to do, I can do. Whatever you want. It's like that's that just work. And the last one is trash. A good day to die hard. That movie is. I have seen that one. That movie is horrible. I don't think I ever even finished that movie. They in Russia. Now his his brother is a his son's a secret agent. Yeah, I, I don't think I finished. I, yeah, I watched that. I'm like, why they got John McClane and Russia don't work? <laughs> <laughs> the Russians are just murdering. They ain't not here for this Yippie Kaye bullshit. Like, so it's convoluted. Now he got a grown ass son that's like a CIA agent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I watched that. it one time. I have not watched it since. So if we do other diehards, we may do them. There's no rush. We will never do die, the fifth one. I think we absolutely do the next two. Two and three. I think those are a must eventually, but we'll get to them. No rush. So, yes, we it's been podcast week. Been messing up my sleep schedule. This <laughs> week. Hey, man, but I appreciate you. You changed your, you know, your sleeping pattern. Up. Even for me, I've, I've gotten up a little bit earlier the last uh, two days than normal just because. I, I, what happened was I always watch movies twice when we do them. And I watch. But what happened when we were doing two movies? So I watched Spider-Man 3 and I started watching Die Hard and I got what, halfway through. And then I watched Spider-Man 3 again. And instead of finishing Die Hard, I started over ah, and then watched it and then tried to finish it last night. But I was falling asleep. So I had to wake up this morning and watch like the last 25 minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, this normally don't happen. So, yeah, we'll be back to one a week uh, starting next week. Uh, you don't know, realize the work we put in like, yeah. I don't know how many times I don't watch it. If it's a movie I'm not sure about, I'll watch it twice. That's effort. These movies are like two hours. You got five, four hours out your day to watch a movie in addition, like the stuff we do. Like we both have careers, not jobs, career. And like I don't have a job where I can always just, oh, I'm on my laptop just watching something. Like yeah. Sometimes I have to you know, save lives, but that's neither here nor there. That so. is true. I think I got an advantage because. I necessarily don't have to always be out and about, so I can be in the office just bullshit. Yeah, like <laughs> my current shift, I have more time to do that depending on what we're doing. But then NBA season started, so like, all right, I, I want to watch basketball. I got to do this damn movie. But, <laughs> well, so. this is y'all Christmas gift. <laughs> you got an extra episode out of us. Uh, we hope all all of you who. Uh, listen to us this year you know enjoy yourself we got one more we're gonna finish it it's off like, next it's week like, it's like a lot of people been listening to us i'm i'm surprised yeah interaction i believe the interaction really started happening at the end of this year people start be a little more interactive uh which is cool and i guess you know i i have to extend myself a little bit more than i have to interact with people not too much because some shit just weird but other than that it is what it is uh-huh. i guess what i am not 
trying. He's mean. He doesn't want no. no. He don't want to do followers. <laughs> anything like that. I mean, uh, they no, gonna follow. I'm gonna stop saying that. The only thing you got to do with Shahid is just don't come to him with no nonsense. That's just the reality, and don't be no weirdo. Yeah, other than that, yeah. you're fine. So yes, and if you do that, that's fine. But I see some people like they can't help themselves. But yeah, which so yeah, before we go out and we talk about the next movie we're doing, it's amazing the people who they offer this movie to. You know who they offered to at first? Who's that? Frank Frank Sinatra. They had to because based on a novel that he was contractually obligated to have, and he was seventy years old. That ain't happening. So offered to. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Burt Reynolds, Nick Nolte, Mel Gibson, Don Johnson, Richard Dean Anderson, Paul Newman, and James Caan. Okay, James Caan, hell no. Burt- no, 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 time out. I saw James Caan in Thief that came out in the early 80s. Yeah. He could have he did it. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of his, but I, I mean, I guess I'm just not a fan I, of his. I like James Hunt, even though he was like, he lied about me. It's funny all the time people pretend to be Italians, like James Khan ain't Italian. And we don't, we left me something We didn't think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. But no, James, if you think of James Khan from the 70s, no. You think of James Khan from the 80s, yeah. He could have did it. Paul Newman too old. Schwarzenegger was like, nah, I don't want to do action right now. He did twins instead. <laughs> which worked. Yeah, he made the right choice. Twins was very successful, made a lot of money, and brought his horizons. And it's funny where a lot of times people turn down a movie. Like, Schwarzenegger and Die Hard don't work. Because one, it's, it's it's just a, it's a more, although I, it's a different movie. It's a, yeah, because it's I, a way different movie. I, can I I'm trying to say it right. Schwarzenegger in the movie, it's not John McCain isn't nimble anymore. If that makes any sense, he's but not. He's not. Funny, time out. Do you know the funny thing is Schwarzenegger's an athlete. Yes, that, that that's if what I was. Watch, I wanted. To, if you watch Total, like if you watch Total Recall, he's doing a lot of jumping shit that McClane doing, and it's kind of like people think of Schwarzenegger like this big lumbering dude. Like Schwarzenegger can move, and Schwarzenegger does. And one thing about Schwarzenegger. He will get his ass kicked on screen. Yes, he has no problem. Like he has no problem like looking beat up. It's it's just a different type of energy. I'm just like, the, stuff with Holly just don't work. I'm just trying to imagine him Dude, doing the ninja the, the ninja up shit. In California. <laughs> I'm just trying to recall. We saw we saw Commando. He's sneaking up six foot five. I'm sneaking up on cops. <laughs> they don't see this big ass man in the wall. All right, but him on top of the elevator though. Writing down names. This big ass game. God damn, I'm too big up on top of here. You sound like a country man. John and <laughs> McLean from New York. Okay, go on the list. Burt Reynolds. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Burt Reynolds. No. Uh, it's a, it turns into a comedy. Too old. Chewing his gum. You know? So, <laughs> but, yes. So they offer him to um so eventually they offer it to Bruce Willis. He turned down the role because he's doing moonlighting. Then Shiva Shepard got pregnant, so they had enough time, so they were able to do it. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff had to happen between yeah. 
this for this work because this was the thing where TV stars didn't necessarily make became movie stars. Oh, I'm before sure this was like question. Yeah, like, no kind, you know? yeah, like I don't know. That was like that didn't start happening until the '90s. Yeah. That's how like Denzel eventually made the switch late 80s and George Clooney. And it's like all of them kind of like it was kind of rough. It's like even now it's kind of like it don't matter. Movies, movies do TV, TV, do movies. even though I'll say this movie stars do TV. It's still a delineation between TV and movie where a lot of times they look at someone like, I don't know if you do a movie or not. Because you see how Stephen Amell is a big deal in TV. But they ain't treating as a big deal when he did Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. He hasn't hit yet. It's gonna take the right movie for him. That makes sense. Or like a lot of times, it's like sometimes like this whole thing, like you know what works on TV don't work in movies, and sometimes it don't matter because like John Courtney was on Spartacus and he was barely noticeable. They kept trying to make him a movie star for like eight years. So if you if you look a certain way, they'll keep trying with you. But back then it's kind of like oh it's TV stuff it don't work. Now it's just laughable. Like and Netflix changed that. Like once Kevin Spacey did House of Cards, it's like, oh, okay. Like it's no big, it's no big deal now to see somebody doing a streaming show. Like movie stars do streaming shows all the time. Julia Roberts just did one. Yeah. So, but back then it was a big deal. It was a split. You either did TV or you did movies. And once you did movies, if you was doing TV, that meant your movie career wasn't working anymore, and you didn't go back to like when David Caruso went started doing CSI. He ain't, he ain't go back to being no movie stars like TV checks, and he didn't need to. That's true. It's like you, if you big enough doing TV, just look about girl from um, SVU, Mercy Hargitay. You ever seen her in a movie? Mm, I can't recall. No. no. Why she make like twenty something? She made like twenty something million dollars a year. Why was she at the time doing movies? No, she's is... rich. Yeah, she's famous. She don't need to do movies. It's not like she gonna blow up and be a movie star anywhere. Her age, like at her point of career, and she don't need it. She do not need it. Like Chris Maloney went and did movies, and now he does movies and TV. But it's like she's like, I'm all right. I'm good to go. Yeah, you know. Should I see making, you see, I see making movies anymore? Nope. Nah, because them them <laughs> them checks <laughs> hidden checks. You see LL making movies anymore? Nope. He started doing NCIS LA and that and that movie shit stopped. Think about that. He was doing movies all the time. Mm-hmm. About a TV show. You know, I think I'm, because I'm, I'm, it became a thing of getting once you get that right show, oh, the checks are gonna be lovely. Like it was no reason. There was no reason for somebody like what well, Keith Sutherland when 24 hit. Oh, hell no, I ain't doing no movies. For what? Like I pop in, like, and he's been doing TV since. That yeah. um, doesn't even survive. Like he'll pop up in a movie here and there, but like it ain't like uh, I don't need it. I'm all right. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like because it's just a job. You start getting that consistent money, and it's funny seeing Bruce Willis now, where it's like he had this long ass successful run. A lot of weird movies too. Like it's amazing. The Fifth Element is a hit because you would not. It's like <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole bunch of pieces that should not fit him and Chris Tucker. Which and that Chris, that was supposed to be Prince, I believe. That's the stuff where the story goes. Yes, and it's like, and he got blonde hair, and it's just like <laughs> well, movie, and it worked. And I couldn't think of anybody else being that role. Like he has, he had a long successful career, and now you see him like in Amazon Prime movies, just looking miserable, bored. 
I gotta be in this movie, I guess. And I'm like, what happened? Did Me More take all his money when they got divorced? I don't know. And you know what's funny about that? The last time I seen him smile in the movie is that little cameo he did in Ocean's Thirteen. Like when he saw Julia Roberts in the scene, he was just smiling and stuff. I was like, damn, he really looks happy to be in this movie. I guess because he planned itself. Oh, because it's. Oh, I know the last movie I saw him happy. <laughs> Death Wish. Good lord. You watch that shit? I watched parts of it. I ain't finished it. I, I ain't paid to go see it. Ugh. I saw bits and pieces on Amazon Prime. I might finish it. He was good to I get to shoot minorities. I bet. But I'm just wondering what happened where is he just bored? He doesn't he just happen. like Nicholas Cage working for some money and because he like working. I'm like, first one he seemed like he's happy. He said he's going through the motions like he wanted Bruno to work out, but it didn't. But he, he's made a lot. My whole thing is he did get divorced, but he made a lot of money before that. He's and he's been in stuff since him and Demi Moore broke up. I don't know. I never heard Bruce Willis having money trouble. No, I'm telling so you what I, it is. I think he I think he really wanted like another thing to do. That whole music career Bruno shit. I think he wanted to pop off. Everybody do that. And they just bored. Keanu Reeves had a. Everybody have a damn band. Joe Pesci had a band. For God's sake. Good lord. CD come out. That's every rapper want to be an athlete. Every athlete want to be a rapper. Every actor want to be a musician. Every <laughs> but, musician. You know the funny thing about that Bruno Bruce Willis. Wasn't he just like redoing other people's songs? <laughs> I mean, that's what Chris Jericho was doing for the longest. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. Hmm. So I'm just reading. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm it's but yeah, it's just funny seeing Bruce Willis like because the last thing I saw him in was Glass, and he was like he didn't seem like he wanted to even be there. But it oh, fit for the character. It did fit for the character, and it's like oh, I remember people was hyped to see that movie because of Split, and then it came out and it was like, he was like I don't know about this. I don't it's, think it was what people thought it was because I was hyped. Like, because I loved Unbreakable and I enjoyed Split. So I'm like, oh shit, they merging words. Okay, I'm down. And then they added all this extra shit that you never knew about. <laughs> and I was like, never then mind. It's like, uh, yeah. Then it ended. I was just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that. It's like, you know, I've, I've watched Split multiple times. I've watched Glass once in the movie there. That's it. So, and then. It, M. Night Tumbo, oh, we've been talking to Marvel and DC. No. Oh, don't. I'm the whole thing. Him with editors, with Kevin Fight, like, yeah, we ain't like, you know, you can have fun, but you ain't doing that silly shit you like doing. Yeah, maybe sure. somebody behind sure. him, like, no. Because here's the first thing, right? But I tried to try to watch Six Underground again, that Michael Bay movie on Netflix. Yeah. Michael Bay without an editor is a, is a terrorist. It is so much stuff that happened in like the first five minutes of the movie. It's like, what is going on? You got all these people. You barely know who they are. Cars keep blowing up every 30 seconds. I'm like, this is like somebody pretending to be Michael Bay. And it's Michael Bay. Like, it's just so messy. And Ryan Reynolds trying to his best to keep stuff together. Maybe I'll finish watching it. It just it was just difficult to watch. And I've never said that about Michael Bay movies before. Uh yeah, it just it's wasn't. Bad. I can, like, at least you could just watch them. This one's like, it's just a chore. Yeah, that's why I felt like watching it. Once I got to a certain point in the movie, I was just like, 
Okay, whatever. Like I'm just like, where's the end? And it's not the end. It's got an hour left. And I'm like, good lord. And one and it and the whole thing is, it doesn't feel like a Netflix movie. Like you know, Netflix movies like it's it don't look cheap. But I'd be mad if I seen a movie theater. Netflix movies tend to have that vibe. Like just got the movie start like be like 95 minutes. It's like yeah, if I spent ten dollars, I'd be mad. But I watch on streaming. It's fine. Like that movie I just saw, Ava with um Jessica Chastain. Like yeah. it feels like if I saw the movies, I'm like, this is it? <laughs> on Netflix, it's fine. It's weird. We're like, you know, it's not like extraction of the old garbage. It's like I wouldn't went to the movie theater to see those. They play like big things. But um, yeah, I've been trying to keep watching Netflix movies and try to catch up on stuff. Um, and it's funny. That's it's like that's what people lean into. Like Mark, like Disney talking about, oh, you know, streaming might be the thing to go. Yeah, seems like they. Y'all ain't taking these damn vaccines. We can't open up movies again. So it seemed like they are kind of coming around to the idea. Um, but we'll see. Bets. Yeah. If it, I guess it's gonna determine how this um first six months go next year. So we'll see. <laughs> it's gonna go as well as you think it's gonna go. That's how it's gonna go. People tell me I ain't gonna I don't need no vaccine. Fuck all that. My and, and, back and, to work. and the strangest thing about that, the people who saying they're not taking a vaccine are the same people who I'm, I'm tired of being in the house. I'm, I'm, I'm going this way. I'm going like you're the ones who want to get out. So if you want to get out, go take the fucking vaccine. I ain't telling you to go take it some today, but go take the shit. If you really want to get out the house, at least make sure you got yourself covered. But people gonna be people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are gonna be people. That's fine. I got my shot. My second one. Watch, they gonna be blowing where my shot at. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going. Well, you know, it's going to hit, man. If y'all would have took y'all shots. We were gonna have WrestleMania. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, Memorial Day. <laughs> What's that gift? What's that old man saying? That's too damn bad. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I want to go to. I want to go Memorial Day. That's too damn bad. That's right. Y'all could have had y'all want to act like assholes. And that's what y'all get. So next movie we are doing is Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I have purposely stayed away from reviews as much as possible. I haven't read. I barely read anything about. The, I think I read one thing about the movie. I've seen some tweets. I've seen some good ones. I've seen some bad ones. And I don't care because I haven't seen the movie. And one thing I learned is. Unless it's universally bad reviews, you never know. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, I'm the same boat with you. I've seen some good reviews, and I've seen. I've just recently seen this morning a couple of bad ones, but I don't give a shit. I want to see it for myself. So, yeah. and also I've noticed a lot. Of people have different ideas of what they want a movie because I re- I'll tell a story. And it's gonna be before we go. We gonna keep on. Going. So I remember I went to see Logan, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I had some friends who were like, I don't know this movie trash, but I cried. And the reason why is because they canon is important to them. It's not necessarily important to me. So the things that bothered them prevented them from enjoying certain parts of the movie, and those issues didn't bother me at all. So that's fine. And that's one advantage I had. People make fun of oh, You just can watch the movie just except for what it is. I'm like, yeah. You're right. That's you say that's just a bad thing. I'm like, it, 
you either accept it or you don't. And if you don't, you're not gonna have fun. I try to watch movies to have fun. That's the point. It's a that's um, the point of entertainment is to be to learn and be entertained. And I can that's why X-Men movies don't bother me as much as other people. Cause there's some people I know they hate the X-Men movies for what people have done. And I can understand why. But for the most part, it doesn't bother me as much. Um, I think I'm growing into that type of person that you are who can enjoy the movie. I try I try to separate because I I learned and I had you know when it happened? It happened when, when we were like first started talking and you were telling me you were watching Gotham. And I was like, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> I was like, no, because Batman holds a special place in my heart. Like that's one of my comics that I always keep up with. Even if I'm not reading anything else, I try to keep up with Batman, but that's neither here nor there. But I've I've le- I'm learning to separate my comic knowledge and what I know from movies because the movies is like two two hours, two hours and thirty minutes. So they're trying to fit it into what they want, what they want to see, especially if they're sequels and the vision that they have. So. You know, it's just a thing of learning how to separate it because I'm not going to be happy 100% when it comes to a comic movie. And I know that. Like, even sometimes with Marvel movies, I'm kind of like, ah, but I can understand the choice, the choices that they made or what did they may have done. So it's here's fun. the thing. If you are consistent to the rules that you set for your universe and it's entertaining, I can go with it. And one thing about Gotham is it's batshit crazy, but it's consistent. Like, you know exactly what you're getting when you watch that show. And everyone knows what that's the whole thing. They know what they are. And they like you see Jada Pinkett Smith on there wilding out. She know what show she on. Like everybody, like everyone know, like Jim Gordon is a monster. Uh, you don't like it's no uh, uh, Gotham show, no Batman. And Batman's on that show, Jim Gordon is is in jail. That's the first one again locked up. Like he out here just being Vic Mackey. <laughs> on stero- on steroids, like Vic Mackey, wish he could do half the stuff he, you know, got was doing. And I was like, I don't know about this. And I tried watching. I like, you know what? It's crazy. It's fun because you have all these great actors just hamming it up, and it's kind of like it's a CW show with a bigger budget. That's what it was. It it, it just wild out. And I took it exactly for what it was. And it's like I see somebody blow up somebody on a rocket launcher for laughs, and out, you know, Alfred. Punching teenage Catwoman in the face for mess with Bruce Wayne's heart. <laughs> that's the show, that's what you get. Like if if you know what you're getting into, it's fine. Cause any is it you know Breaking Bad is a much better show. Come on, some of those wild shit happened on Breaking Bad is insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know Gus Fring getting his face blown off and fixing his tie before he crumbles into a million pieces like a Castlevania villain is ludicrous. If you don't watch the show, if you ain't a fan, I know a lot of people think this that shit's stupid. That scene right there is dumb. If you watch the show, you love the scene. If you don't, and you see that scene, you're like, what is this nonsense? This is y'all. This is y'all pantheon TV. I'm like, it's all about context. It's all about how you play it. Yeah, and we watch too many shows where like I'm I'm not a snob when it comes to certain like certain stuff like that, and you can't be a pro wrestling fan and enjoy pro wrestling and enjoy comic book movies, and then you want to be a snob about certain things. Like it's a whole 
I tell people all the time, and this is perfectly wrap up. Do I don't get too mad about the antics in pro wrestling? Why is that? Uh, the Irish whip. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what universe does that make sense beside pro wrestling? Just stop. Mm-hmm. Somebody throw you, stop. Or when you hit the you hit the turnbuckle, grab it. Not I'm a bounce off and run just as fast as I was, like it's a trampoline. Oh shit, a clothesline. I can't duck. I'm moving too fast. Come on now. What's this home alone? Or if you hit somebody with a drop kick, you hurt them. If you miss it, you hurt you. How? It's silly. You see somebody yeah. jumping in the air, just move out the way. And you know what? When Samoa Joe did that for the first time, I was like, you know what? I can't look at a crossbody the same way ever again. He just moved. <laughs> I just yeah. did this thing. Fuck off. I ain't taking that shit. I okay. Walk out the but quick story about that so the first time i saw that was when he was first in ring of honor so and this is my first introduction to the independence so when i first saw it i was like oh he a dick he just moved out the way the man's move i'm not thinking like it's planned into like the story of his character i'm thinking he really just moved to be an asshole (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it's just funny where it's like yes i've I just watched a pay-per-view where somebody was set on fire and got hit with an RKO. Yes, it's silly. But is it any sillier than when I was watching The Mandalorian and seeing Sasha Banks give Boba Fett a tornado DDT? Epic. With a, with a, a rocket pack? No. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I'm like, oh, I don't know why how they did Luke Skywalker and look real. Yeah, but late, but everything else looked real. He's an old I mean, Star Wars. Like I've seen people fighting laser swords. Like I've watched too much stuff where it's like I can believe in the physics of Iron Man, but Heimdall can't be black because that don't make sense. Like I just like say that out loud to somebody who don't follow your stuff and and take imagine the look they give you. Yeah, yeah. like if it's. I'm not just saying it's like to absolve everything because some stuff is just dumb. And if it's dumb and it's no redeeming quality, then yeah, I'll call out on that. And a, I'm looking at you, Zack Snyder. Why your shit is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at you too, Brian, because I like your X-Men movies, but some of your X-Men choices are also BS. But for the most part, I don't stand on ceremony when it comes to my entertainment if it's entertaining. I will suspend disbelief. And do you remember when people were complaining, like when they were doing, like when Stephanie Man was doing, like PSAs, like breast cancer stuff like that? Yeah. Like when they're like, Is "She a villain? Why is she talking about cancer?" Yeah, I remember. That's taking me out. That's taking me out the show. And I'm looking at y'all. I'm like, "What are y'all dumb?" Nobody <laughs> was nobody saying was really that right now with Roman Reigns. Now, see, he's still doing stuff right now, but nobody's saying that about him. Yeah, they will. And I was, it was cracking up. People was really getting mad about those PSAs. Stephanie McMahon was being a villain just five minutes ago, and now she out here talking about human trafficking. That took me off the show. I'm like, I hope you don't really think the Undertaker can teleport. The only <laughs> one I let people get away with is the bullying thing. <laughs> That's the only one where she be all of that bully. Don't be a bully. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that one we all know is BS. But to be fair, their second, their biggest, second biggest star of all time is The Rock. 
What was he but the high school bully? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is how we're going to wrap up the show. Yeah. Before I work out, let's talk about The Rock. <laughs> the character of The Rock in WWE. Okay. The Rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. And he's very entertaining. Yeah. And I have noticed watching The Rock stuff. Yeah. If cancel culture was really a thing, The Rock would not exist. If you heard the some of the shit he talked, not even as a, as a face, he was horrible. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, horrible. Are we talking are about, we, are we talking about, uh, you know, dropping in for four months, then going to Hollywood. Are we talking about when he was oh, like on his heel run? No, I'm talking about his baby face stuff. Okay, you talking, talking about his okay, promos? Yeah. He used to talk about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fucking with Michael Cole and shit all the time. Yeah, coaching uh-huh. Cole, Kevin. Yeah, he's calling Kevin Kevin Keller hermaphrodite. He's wild. Laughs. He was calling Kane retarded. Put his brain in a parakeet, he'll fly backwards. Yeah, he was. He, and it was like, he was wild. The big red retard. <laughs> like, wh- and you know what? As bad as stuff he says, stuff like cruel stuff he said about Billy Gunn and Chris Jericho and slut shaming Stephanie McMahon and all the other stuff, and basically called Booker T. Dunn, what's two plus two? Thomas Jefferson sucker. Like, <laughs> all that shit. That John Cena stuff. John Cena should have shot him. I mean, he, I mean, I know people was wondering if they if they had beef in real life, and it was kind of like you wasn't sure some of the stuff they were saying. I was, if you re-listen to that rock concert in Cleveland, that Cleveland rock stuff, and the shit he said about John Cena, John Cena should have shot the fair one with him. He'd have, he'd have been justified. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna front on that. That was a. Uh... He was calling him a trans, a transgender womanizer. He was born with no balls, and he made fun. And he remember the stuff with John Cena and Zack Ryder and Eve Torres. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which was oof. That's when we realized John Cena like that total that total demon thing. We should have saw it coming. John Cena was. Macking his best friend's girl while his best friend in a wheelchair, his homie in a wheelchair. Zach Ryder should have fucked him up. <laughs> he just beat his ass. I'm like that's just, I remember seeing that's horrible. And then here the Rock was like cracking jokes, like you know, I bet you even find out that he had a wife and bringing real life stuff in. It's like yeah, hot. And normally they like they wouldn't bring real life stuff into wrestling, but sometimes they did. But the fact that that turned to a storyline, like John said, I need to get revenge. Cause the Rock, I got divorced after losing. <laughs> I was like, cause when they had to build up to the second one, that whole thing was John Cena. I lost, and I'm turned to a maniac. I need to win before I turn to Doctor Doom. My career went in spiral. I kept losing matches. I got divorced. I'm like, what are we doing? It's rough. Out and there. then I, and then I rewatched <laughs> from. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he rock was way out of pocket. And most popular man in wrestling. Yeah. And this is post attitude here. People talking about, oh, you can't do how I used to. Yes, you can. You watch some of that, you watch some of that stuff they was doing after the attitude here. It was worse. All you gotta do is I tell any fan right now, watch some of that old Diva Search stuff. Where people get called a uh, cum guzzling gutter slut. 
yeah, it's it was all bad during <laughs> that time. And I just it's it's funny how a lot of people stick on the attitude era. I'm like, nah, it's some shit that happened after the attitude era too. A lot of watch shit. How ev- watch how evolution was moving. Oh God. All of them. Beside Batista. Yeah, Batista was trying to Flair, Flair was wild. Triple H was um on his white pimp racist vibe with them puffy shirts. We are no Orton outside and inside the ring. Michelle Benjamin Uppity giving the RKOs to women. Shitting in people's that bags. You can see Eddie in heaven because he in hell. Good lord. Uh, it's like yeah, it's some wild stuff that was going on for a long time and we won't even get into JBL Mr. Porter Patrol. <laughs> And Undertaker the murderer. Oh boy. Um, Sorry, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace. Yeah, everybody talking about Orton. I'm like, y'all forgot what the Undertaker did to Paul Bear. He he, he kidnapped Teddy Long. He's gonna be a baby face buckle up, Teddy. How Teddy Long was Undertaker's an enforcer for like every year. You piss off Teddy Long, he's sicking the Undertaker on you. That was used to be the running joke. And that's how you repay him. And then John Cena gave him an RKO because he was kept being a bully. And they booed him too. I remember that. Let me tell you something, player. You're gonna be facing the Undertaker. (laughs) Gonna be a tag match going one-on-one with the Undertaker. And it was like Wow, they used to be, they used to cheat the Undertaker. Like, you going to you going to punishment. Yeah, you don't eat your vegetables. I'm sick of the Undertaker on you. They used to be shit. And yeah, wrestling is wild. It has been wild. It's always gonna be wild. And I didn't we didn't mean to go on this long wrestling rant, but it's like so, that's what we do. We stop talking about movie going rants, and it's kind of like I tell people, leave your morals to the door. If you have morals, don't watch wrestling. And one more thing. Charlotte Flair can do whatever she wants to her body. Shut up. Yo, shut the fuck up when it comes to that. Let that woman live. Like, I'm like, I'm just sick of it. As soon as um she came out uh the pay-per-view and then on Monday, well, even just the whole week, that's all I've been seeing. Oh, she shouldn't have did this, she shouldn't have did that. Listen, a woman wanna do whatever she if that makes her feel good, let her do it. It's her money, it's her body. Shut yeah. the fuck up. And it was coming from men and women. I don't know about that new face she got, but she yeah. She got smaller titties. I was like, "What? Who cares?" It's... Listen, she ain't coming home to you. She got a man, and she want to be happy. If that makes her let her live. It's a lot of shit she could judge probably about. Yo, Andrade ain't saying nothing because it ain't his choice. Neither. That's her choice. Yeah, he love her. So man, whatever. People just want to talk. That's what I just. God damn it. She came out. She came with a new ass. It's been over for those hoes. <sighs> Let's let. Let her be. Yeah. She like she get to do what she want. And, oh, you don't see Sasha Banks because good for Sasha Banks. Y'all used to call her raggedy too, and now y'all want to kiss her ass because she about to leave and be a Star Wars <laughs> right. and be a Star Wars star. <laughs> right? Like I think the writing is on the wall. I'm like she go out by her uh, real name. I'm just like she, yeah. She was like oh, y'all gas her up because she was in one episode. She didn't say nothing. Then, then she pop up in the last episode. It's like oh, oh shit. Oh, Imagine sh- somebody telling you you gonna see Sasha Banks get Boba Fett a tornado DDT on a Star Wars show. Yep. As you watch the NXT, you like what? What are y'all talking about? And, and but, that happened. And in their in their Star Wars universe now, we don't know where what's gonna happen. Which show she may pop up on? She gonna pop. 
she gonna pop on somebody's show. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's just she like rent, she renting, not buying. It's just like the fucking rock. When you put her on that camera, when you saw her, it was just something there that popped. She popped off the screen. Not because Everybody, she was Sasha Banks, because she just her aura, the way she looked, the way she carried herself. Yeah, she's the reason why they said they said she had so much potential. You seen her this year wrestling, like you know, her and Bailey equal ratings. In case people didn't realize that, it's like people like watching them. She she can't cut a good promo. She sounds all bad when she's not. She's supposed to sound like a baby face. She sounds like a heel. Oh God, shut Uh up. That's why her, yeah, and people Roman Reigns, he out there talking like a normal human being. Why is he a heel? Why he why he stabbing with a chicken bone? Yeah, he do the same thing every week. I don't like this. You just ask uh, for this. Don't, don't, I, don't worry. You ain't gonna have a lot of time to like it because he's gonna leave your asses too. <laughs> anyway, we talked about wrestling too much. We're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So you got a couple of days to watch it and you know, you can listen to us talk about it. Our thoughts about it. Uh yeah, we're going to get out of here. This is the Christmas episode. We hope y'all enjoyed. Have a Merry Christmas uh, and all that good stuff. We are out. Peace. Welcome to the party, pal. Peace.